ramming your brain through a table of wrestling knowledge. Announce table. One hundred fifteen. We're getting into the numbers now that are like not roll off the tongue fun yeah. you know what i mean it's 150 like that's a lot of syllables 7 yeah. yeah you know but that's kind of lazy talk 15th episode though that's we've known each other well we've known each other longer yeah. but we've been doing this for Too 116 long. weeks 116 weeks we've been doing this and uh it seems like it only gets better we got a big show for you we got a huge week. show for you tonight we have a uh, wrestling legend we have two guests we have two guests which i think two is the guests. first time we've had two guests on like with the regal twins things like that yeah, but i don't I think, think we've done time. i think we did do one time a two interview two time. interview did i think we? so once before but nothing like this right we have a uh, pro wrestling legend legend one of the best managers of all time all the times jim cornette jim cornette on the show and we also have local wrestling standout mark the fittest wrestler in the world on earth fittest on, wrestler on earth on earth yeah sterling mark sterling mark sterling so he mark is sterling, really fit too. he is that's not yeah. a that's not a, a, a bullshit name right so we got mark sterling and jim Cornette later for you in the show gonna be really good to hear from those two uh as you know we record these interviews first yep. so you uh, folks on periscope don't get to hear it you'll just have to listen to the show ha ha um, so yeah, let's get right into the news. Let's or do, actually, yeah. what's new with you? I got a job. Yeah. Start Thursday. Yeah. Grown up type stuff. 40 hours a week. 40 hours a week. Monday, Monday through, through Friday. Friday. Yeah. Oh, there you go. Job a job. There you go. Yeah. I'm an adult. Adulting. Most combined earned income my family has had ever. Good for you. You know, uh-huh. accumulating all our income right. together. You deserve yeah. it. Yeah. Good I think for so. you. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, and the daughter doing her first school play. Today. Oh, yeah, Went I to saw that. a picture of mm-hmm. that. That was mm-hmm. that looked fun. Yeah, and uh, and uh, Tim and Tom is going great. Check out that show if you're in the Kansas City region or even not. Yeah, we've had some good interviews. Yeah, yeah the Tim and Tom show. We have a friend of this show. Yeah, Katie Schamberger on the Katie Tim and Schamberger on the Tim and Tom show. Tim and Tom show. So yeah, there you go. A little yeah. plug for both. Yeah. What about you? Oh, well, I had my birthday. Yeah, you did. Turned 30. 30. Went skydiving. Turned old is what you mean. Right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I went skydiving, you not did. on my birthday. And he lived. Yeah, I didn't go on yeah, my birthday. Yeah, you were supposed to go on your birthday, but, but high wind, winds. High winds. or Actually, it wasn't even high winds. It was winds. Go were, figure, in Kansas, high winds. No, it was, uh, well, it was Missouri. Uh, but it, No. Yes. No, it's on the Kansas side, isn't it? No, it's in Missouri. I thought it was on the Kansas side. Nope, you're incorrect. Mm. Can't see Missouri. Go look it up right now. Mm. All right, we're done. All right. Um, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Yeah, it's close. Right. Yeah. Uh, but uh, as if the winds stop. Right. But what it was, line. it wasn't. It wasn't crazy winds. It was winds were coming from different directions. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So it was uh, crosswinds. In, yeah, crosswinds. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I had to go the next day, Saturday. And it was insane. It was intense. Yep. How'd you describe it to me? Well, and they actually said it to me, so I'm uh, not going to take full credit for me or f- 
for it. Yeah. But uh, I'm not going to take full credit for myself, right. but no, myself is No, but I'm not going to take full credit for what they said. But they put it perfectly. It's like it, it was so intense. It was so amazing and incredible. It's like trying to to describe sex to a virgin. Yeah, like which you, I do frequently. I go around and find virgins, and I'm like, hey, virgin, <laughs> let, let me tell, tell you what story. sex is like. Yeah. Yeah. So that's cool. So, so you I lived that, through that. Yeah, I lived through that. Uh, jumped from 10,500 feet in the air. Uh, topped off at 130 miles per hour. Uh, it was intense. It was great. Man, when yeah. that door opens, shit gets real. <laughs> Didn't you say you got all like, oh, my God. Oh, yeah. When I, yeah, when the parachute hit, yeah. I turned into like a 1960s flower child hippie. <laughs> everything is beautiful. This is, I love everything. I oh realize how small I am in this right. universe. <laughs> yeah, and in three weeks, well, two weeks now, yeah. I will uh, have the video. So I'll post that on SpanishDownStable.net. And uh, once I get it. And Which is a great website. You should check that website out, SpanishAnnounceTable.net. 100%. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm going to post that there. And uh, then also, if you remember, if you're a longtime listener, six uh-huh. weeks ago, Ooh. Uh, I did the Accelligent, which is the company I work for, competition. Yeah. Where we did the one minute. Right. Of, you do one minute of uh, air squats, push-ups, yep. um, uh Air squats, push-ups, sit-ups, and then a calorie row, like the rowing machine. Yes. I improved on every single one. Woo! And I won most improved in the company, which was at like 300 people. Hear that Mark Sterling? He's coming for that title of yeah. fittest. Well, here's the thing. They tried to bamboozle me. They tried to bamboozle you. Yes. So they sent the email. Wait a minute. Could you have picked more of like a yuppie generic nerd term? Like, I was bamboozled. Well, you know, who listens? Gotta gotta talk their language. <laughs> oh, oh! <laughs> no. So Woo! what I was gonna say is, not swinging. Uh, what I was gonna say is, what happened was they sent out the email on Friday, my birthday, and I had my birthday off. They give you your birthday off at my company. That's nice. Very nice. But they sent like the, you don't even have to ask for it. They say you, yeah, just go don't ahead. Fucking well, actually, you can pick either. You can take whenever you want, either that week or the next week. <laughs> I was gonna say, you know what it is? They're like, we don't want to wish you a happy birthday. Right. Yeah. We don't want to okay. throw you a party. Yeah. Just don't fucking show up. Good. I like that. Hey, the Yankees lost. Yeah, it happened. Or did they, is it, no, nope, it didn't lose yet. Didn't lose yet. So, anyhow, back to the story. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the story of the Yankees' demise? No. Oh. Um. God damn it, now I don't even know what the fuck I'm saying. <laughs> You're talking about the the uh, excelligent test? Oh, okay. Yeah. So, what happened was um, they sent the email saying, hey, the competition will take place at 10 o'clock in the morning. Well, the first time we did it was in the afternoon. I, not getting that email because I wasn't at work, assumed it was going to be in the afternoon. I had the biggest bowl of breakfast I ever had. Biggest <laughs> breakfast cereal you yeah, could think of. Yeah, yeah, and two yeah. cups of coffee because I wanted to be full and, and have energy yeah. for the afternoon because I wasn't going to eat the lunch. I had coffee in, and milk I had coffee around. still in my hand as I was walking in, and everyone's going. They're like, hey, uh, you got to go now or, yeah, you, don't go, yeah, or yeah. you don't go. And I was like, all right. Did you have to do it like in your sweater? No, <laughs> I mean, were... I was dressed out. But <laughs> yeah, gotcha. I, as I was doing the air squats, I'm burping up coffee. Like, Ugh. Ugh. like heartburn. So I did, yeah, I did 57 air squats in a minute. Okay. Uh, I think it was 40 sit-ups, 36 push-ups, and then 20 on my calorie row. And then you went and took the longest shit you have No, in then I laid down for about 45 minutes and didn't <laughs> want to be touched or looked yeah. at. Don't look at me! Yeah, it was horrible. All right, but well, anyhow. Yeah. Well, happy mom. birthday, belated at least. Uh-huh. Uh, glad you're alive. 
Yeah, and I saw the tweet tables, assholes, where, oh, I guess Team X still living, so we'll have to wait on the new co-host. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. <laughs> I didn't okay? see that. I did. I saw a couple <laughs> people. Jerks. I like those fucking guys. Yeah, all right, we'll move into what we always start the show with, the mother-loving news. Let's do it. Hasn't she done enough jobs? Sonny. Rosa Mendez has a new <laughs> job in WWE, according to her Twitter account this week. Mendez tweeted that she is now the wwe.com correspondent for smackdown there's been no official word from mendez or wwe as to the role of this title so she's the internet interviewer yep. for the b show yep well you know what she's still employed she is positive 2.0 good for her we're keeping it positive and she's hurt as hell Lana. Carmella suffered an injury at an NXT live event in Nashville this week during a match with Eva. Carmella took a bump following a kick from Eva, fell back, and slammed her head on the mat. Eva took a pinfall victory, and the referee used the X signal to summon Dr. Chris Amon to the ring to attend to Carmella. Carmella was seen crying when she left the ring as fans chanted, Please retire to Eva. There have been no official updates on Carmella's condition. Please retire? Yeah. God dang, she hasn't even wrestled really. <laughs> yeah. I just hate well, it. you hurt somebody they actually like. They're like, you know what? That's it. Yeah. I'm fucking done. Hopefully she gets better. Although that was probably from Carmelo's bump taking. Right. But, yeah. Hopefully she gets better because I feel like when uh, Enzo and Cass do get called up, yeah. when their first storyline fizzles out, it's they'll bring be her. her up. Yeah. The problem is, yeah, those concussions, man, they don't play around with them anymore. Well, she Corey doesn't Graves have to doesn't, wrestle. You know? Well, yeah, it's true. She doesn't yeah. have to wrestle. Yeah, the, so there's that. <laughs> what? No Chris Benoit? What? Now you can eat candy out of John Cena's neck after Pez Candy announced a partnership with WWE this week to use WWE superstars in their famous Pez Dispenser line of candy products. That'll be cool. Pez will sell a WWE collectible gift set of WWE superstar-themed dispensers using the likenesses of John Cena, The Rock, and The Undertaker. The gift sets are scheduled to be available in April 2016, just in time for WrestleMania 32, for a price of... No way. Nine... Ninety-nine. That is amazing. Yeah. You know, I did hear something about that story, but it was uh, a little bit different, and it was in relation to to uh-huh. that. It was Hogan was initially yeah. going to be the guy instead of Undertaker. Yeah. Yep. Man, I would have liked that a lot better. Yeah. Yeah, but no, Chris Benoit had no one, no one has had snapping back to get some candy out of the man. Owen Hart, maybe. No. You are. Boy. Yep. Could have All... been Benoit, Owen Hart, and Hogan. All comments came from You scripted this show. No, I didn't. I'm sure it was more riveting dialogue than the real lines. Total Divas. Some viewers of East Total Divas saw their closed captioning hacked throughout the show this week as the words on screen were replaced with the words, Vader time. Yes! (laughs) That is so awesome! There's screenshots of it out there, and they're like, one of the Divas is sitting there, and it just says, Vader time, Vader time, Vader time, Vader time, Vader time. (laughs) Yes! That is awesome! Good for you to do something fun! You know what I mean? Yeah, it wasn't anything like, I like shocking dicks. It was Vader Vader time. time. (laughs) Which is wrestling related, you know? Yeah, yeah, I liked it. It's Vader time. And it will be simulcast on the next edition of the Spanish Announce Table. What? Hulk Hogan's sex tape will be shown during his lawsuit with Gawker over the release of that tape without his consent, according to a report from RadarOnline.com this week. Florida Circuit Court Judge Pamela Campbell told Radar, quote, When the video is played for the jury at trial, the monitor shall be turned in, in such a way so that only the jury, the parties, their trial counsel, and, count, and court personnel may see the video, end quote. 
The judge did add also that, quote, the public and press shall not be excluded from the courtroom when the video is played, and the pooled camera shall not be turned off during such time, end quote. This is the same video that had portions leaked exposing Hogan's racist comments earlier this year. Pre-trial hearing is scheduled for the next few weeks. He is so fucked. He is fucked, and he'll, like, not fucked, like, on the sex tape, fucked. He's just done. There's going to be, I bet you there's, uh There's man. someone there that's going to have a cell phone that's going to be, like, keeping it next to their hip mm-hmm. or something that mm-hmm. finds the angle to get the video, mm-hmm. and then there you go. Son of a bitch. He yeah, is he's, fucked. He's going to be like, oh, I don't know, man. I, I don't even want to speculate because I'm sure truth will be stranger than fiction in this of one. Of course. Good luck, Hogan. He's looking for a yes, yes, yes. Daniel Bryan. Daniel Bryan will soon see a third doctor to determine his WWE fate, according to the former WWE champion in an interview with IGN this week. Bryan said WWE doctors are skeptical of his medical clearance from a doctor Bryan says is the same doctor used at this year's NFL Super Bowl for concussion protocol. WWE has agreed to send Bryan to one more doctor for a third opinion. Brian revealed that he has every intention of returning to the independent wrestling scene if he is cleared to wrestle, but not allowed to do so for WWE. Whoa. He says, look, assholes, I'm still yeah. wrestling, regardless if you say so or not. And the way he said it in the interview is not some, like, he wasn't like, I'm mm. fucking, like, he said, well, you know what, John asked me, if, if this doesn't fall through, are you going to go back to, to doing what you did? And he said, absolutely. Yeah. Like, he wants to wrestle. If they're not going to let him wrestle, like, he wants to wrestle, and let's be honest, he wants to wrestle there. Yeah. Who doesn't? Right, of course. You know, but, seeing Punk aside, maybe, but like, oh, and he still does. Too, yeah, but, right, exactly. But of, yeah, but he wants to wrestle more than he wants to just wrestle there. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah the keyword is wrestle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, good luck, and I hope to see him back. Me too. I'm sure he'll blame it on Ryback. Yeah. <laughs> well. CM Punk suffered a shoulder injury while training for his UFC debut, according to his coach Duke Rufus. Rufus said Punk was in a grapple while scrambling to get to his feet and suffered what he called a tweak. Rufus said, allowing time for healing and further training, we should expect Punk's UFC debut to be sometime in six to ten months. Cool. You know, <laughs> just, I, I'll, I, it's yeah, to the I'm point not... where I'm hearing it so much that I'm not excited, but I know when it's announced and two weeks before yeah. the fight, I'm going to geek out. But as I'm of losing right now, interest more and more this goes on. But as of right now, that happens all the fucking time, man. You know how many people get hurt leading yeah. up to a fight? Yeah. Fucking Especially every time. A tweak. Yeah. Fucking every oh, time. Oh, so yeah. So uh, you know how many people probably fight sore as fuck and hurt? All of them. Yeah. If they're at elite level. Well, yeah, if you're good, you've been training. Your training is maybe not as intense, but it's still an intense level fight. I mean, right. like you know, you have some more ground rules put in place where, okay, you're really not trying to knock me out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But we're practicing actual fighting stuff. You're going to get hurt. Yeah. I'm just ready for an opponent to be announced and a date in a venue. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm ready for. you going to have a date at the venue? I hope so. Yeah, but... I hope so. It's getting hard to believe you don't hate the hearts. WWE. WWE made Pro Wrestling Tees stop selling Jim the Anvil Nightheart apparel this week, according to an announcement by the apparel company. WWE does not own the rights to Jim Nightheart's name, nor the Hart Foundation brand, but does have an exclusive apparel deal with, with Nightheart. Pro Wrestling Tees issued a press release and took to Twitter to publicly admonish WWE, pointing out that, while it is true WWE holds an exclusive apparel deal with Nightheart, they are not currently selling any Nightheart merchandise leaving him legally unable to profit from his own brand and thus hindering his potential earnings. Hey, that's a contract you sign. 
I mean, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like, no, I get it. Because they yeah. have to. They can't do this. What they can't do in this situation, which it is stupid, but what they can't do is go. Yeah, it's okay. Go ahead. Because mm-hmm. then the next Everybody person do who does yeah. sell merchandise can be like, well, you let that asshole I do it. I think the me lesson to be learned is you fight in your contract for clauses says if you're not selling any merchandise. Yeah, or, or X, X amount, you know. Yeah, or yeah. X amount of years after my career's over, I get yeah. to sell Or whatever. even just, yeah, like if you're not selling X amount of choices mm-hmm. to get a potential thing, you know, and like have reoccurring times where you can rene- renegotiate what those terms are because if they're not selling any – He's fucked. You know what I mean? Like, and I wonder what legal repercussions are for that too. I don't know right. what the wording of the contract is, but but that sucks. Like you signed it. That sucks that somebody's got an exclusive deal with you, but they're not doing anything with it, and right. now you can't go anywhere. Yeah, so, that's what they do. Get a good lawyer. That's what lawyers are for. Mm-hmm. Next week, it will be his full sex tape. Is this Hogan again? WWE has slowly and quietly been putting Hulk Hogan content back on the WWE Network. The company put 2009's Hulk Hogan Unreleased, a WWE Rivalries episode that covered his rivalry with Roddy, Rowdy Roddy Piper back on the, on the network. WWE has also added several episodes of WWE Rivalries on the network that feature Hogan. Good, because it's he's too big of a name Until to be forgotten. Until this sex tape comes out. No. Until all this happens. Well, that already happened. Well, yeah, but. Oh, you mean round two yeah, or three round two or whatever when it, when it goes to yeah. the courts. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Bring him back. God, good like luck. I said, we're not erasing Hulk Hogan. Yeah. You know, Hulk Hogan yeah. didn't say those things. Hulk Hogan didn't make the sex yeah, tape. Yeah, publicly shame Terry Bollea. Terry Bollea did that. He sucks. Right. Hulk Hogan. Right. Yeah. Yeah, if Robert De Niro kills someone, not kills someone, if Robert De Niro says racist comments, Godfather sales shouldn't be, or Godfather DVDs shouldn't be pulled, pulled from, from all stores. Right? You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so stupid. Yeah. Full-time thong advocate. Lita. Lita is now working full-time for WWE, according to PW Insider. No official word from WWE has been released to confirm this, but it is rumored that Lita is working as a liaison for the creative team. Lita has been reportedly at all recent events involved in various meetings backstage. Good. She's she's someone who could write for women, women you know, because she's women done writing it. for women. Yeah, she's done it before, and You're she knows. Fired. And she knows what worst suggestion I've ever heard in my life. Well, hold on. And she knows what oh, WWE like wants. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. So perfect. And she knows what people want. I mean, she was right. arguably the most over. You could argue she was the most over mm-hmm. uh, diva they've ever had. Oh, of course. Yeah. I mean, definitely. you could argue other ones also, but. She's in there. She'd be in that top five discussion for sure. Top three even. Yep. So that was the news. Let's, yeah, let's news. It was good. It wasn't anything crazy, earth-shattering this week, I don't think, but no. uh, not bad. But there was news. Not bad. There was news. So we'll take a break. We're going to come back and do some Tweet the Table. If you don't know what Tweet the Table is, I'll give you a hint. It has to do with Twitter. When we come back to the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and... Uh, Mickey Mouse has a sister named Amelia Fieldmouse. TrainingTopicsNetwork.com Hey, guess what new shirt I have? What's that? I've got the new Daniel Bryan Yes shirt. That shirt is yes. awesome. Yes! yes. 
Yes! And guess where I got it? You got it from Kmart. I did not get oh. it from Kmart. I got it online at www.shop.com. Oh, hey, I know something about www.shop.com. What do you know about it? I know that the Spanish announce table are now affiliate members of www.shop.com. We official! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! And you know what that means to the average listener of the Spanish announce table? What does that mean to them? That means that when they go to purchase something from www.shop.com, which, let's face it, they're very likely to do. Come on! We know that you guys want the newest Bray Wyatt shirts. We know that you want the newest Daniel Bryan merchandise. Even for you weirdos, we know you want the John Cena stuff. Pink armbands. Right. So, guess what? You can get all that stuff all for the same price you're normally going to Same low pay. price you're always going to get. And if you go through our site, we get a little kickback. And guess what? We like that. Gives us some money. Help support this show, which we know you like. It's very simple. You go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net. One of the first banners is literally this WWEShop.com banner ad, and it tells you the code to use. You click through it. That lets them know that it's us sending you to yeah. them. Yeah. And hey, then we'll get a kickback sales. You want them to know about us? Go through and use our Man. link and tell them who we are and help us at the same time. And this merchandise is not something you get at a fair. No. This is WWE Shop material. This is thick quality shirts. Authentic. Authentic caps, you can get replica belts, anything you could buy from the WWE, you can get on WWEshop.com. And by doing so, you'll also be supporting the Spanish Announce Table. Doesn't get any better than that, T-Mac. It does not. So go to SpanishAnnounceTable.net, click the link for the WWE Shop, you go there, you get whatever merchandise you already are going to get, and then we get that kickback. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Come get on the train. Get on it. <laughs> Get on it. Yeah, I am. On the hoe train? Yes. I might not get off. Be aware that pimping ain't easy. If in case you weren't aware. Thank you. Yeah. This is Tweet the Table. This is Tweet the Table. Uh, stay tuned because after Tweet the Table, when we come back for the second hour ish, ish, we have a wrestling legend, manager to the stars, Jim Cornette on the show. How what do you think about that? I love it. And this. we have Local wrestling superstar, the fittest wrestler on earth, Kansas City local that is, Mark Sterling, and in other areas, obviously. But there you go. We're talking about Metro Pro coming up this weekend. It's gonna be a good show. But right now, it's gonna be a really good. Yeah, show. It's gonna be an amazing show, and I'm excited. And if you're in the Kansas City region, go check it out. There's meet and greet with Jim Cornette, and he tells you all about that in the upcoming interview. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. But right now, it's tweet the table. Tweet the table is a fun. Right now. Right now. It's a fun interactive segment of the show because you tell us what to talk about mm. by sharing your any and every wrestling thought throughout the week on Twitter using hashtag tweet the table. Tweet the table. It goes a little something like this at real underscore cock <laughs> says hey at WWE HOF or Sunny. Talking directly to her. Says uh the Spanish announce table would love to book a Skype show. Hashtag tweet the table, hashtag third wheel. No. I would. <laughs> you know about her Skype shows. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay. okay. Well, I'm go. not the one doing the stuff. Yeah, well, not yet. At Living Legend 148, hashtag tweet the table. Oh, fuck it. Can we just have the Disco Inferno theme every week? Hashtag Disco Fever. No. No? No. <laughs> I mean, maybe, if you really want it. What, what would you think about that? Disco Fever. That is not the Disco, disco Fever. <laughs> Theme. You should never do that again. Well, you ain't playing it, so I gotta give him no, something. No, you don't gotta. Yeah. You're giving him something, all right. There you go. Uh. Yeah. What? Uh. Yeah. You gonna do the spit them raps? 
Huh? Too, too tired tonight. Too tired. Too tired. Don't you love this? I do. I don't love him, though. Glenn? Yeah, I didn't like him. Come on. And he was over. Who doesn't like Glenn? He was over. I bet you he's still over wherever he goes. Nah. I bet you if Metro Pro Saturday here at Turner Rec Center in Kansas City, Kansas, he were to come out doing the disco fever, the crowd would go nuts. No, they wouldn't. Uh, yeah, doing the dance. Yeah. Disco fever. Whatever, man. Get a big pop. All right, that's all you get, living. Living a legend. (laughs) What? It would not get a good pop. It would get a good pop. At Phil White 75. Phil. Hashtag tweet the table. On this day. October 3rd, 1999. These two gentlemen quit the WWF to go to WCW. In 99? 1999. The fuck were they thinking? Uh, um, <laughs> God. They make poor decisions. Um, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they make poor... Is that a hint? Yeah. Uh, is it... Road Dog and Jeff Jarrett. It is Vince Russo and Ed Ferreira. Oh, okay. I was thinking wrestlers. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I remember. God, that's... Head writers at the time. Yeah, because they wanted their own, like, we could do it on our own. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, yeah. But, yeah they... Well, and the thing is, they never stopped writing the same way they always did. And WWE was like, well, we're done with that now. Yeah, that's already processed. And they're like, no, we can keep doing it everywhere we go and ruin every wrestling organization in our wake. At the Iceman forever! Who, uh, are you going to see him at Metro Pro? Mm-hmm. Always awesome to see Natalia on my TV. It should happen more. She is a true revolutionary of the divas. Hashtag tweet the table. Hashtag Iceman approved. Yeah, she got a victory. Looked kind of badass, too, doing it. Like, talking shit. Talking smack. If yeah. you want a big, strong diva to come in and be a challenge for some of these divas you're bringing up, she's perfect for that. Mm-hmm. In that Mark Henry role, almost. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. We come in and kick the shit out of you, and what are you going to do about it? Yeah, but she, she beats have, him a couple times, and then they go over. She doesn't have that mentality. Right, you've got. She a- has that mother hen mentality, <laughs> where she could go up against all the heels that are acting out. And what are you doing? You know what? She, even if, uh, even if somebody worked with her on on how to convey a mean look about you, she could almost be that at first, like, oh yeah, but don't you think you should do this and that? And then when they're like, not taking her advice, then it's all right. You know what? Mm-hmm. Go time. Right. Gotta teach you a lesson. I like that. Bitch. Hmm? My dungeon, bitch. God, that has not died yet. I like that. At heelziggler underscore com. Okay. We get it, Cena. You hate cancer. Wow. You hate cancer. Do you also hate Hitler and racism? Hashtag get over yourself. Hashtag tweet the table. That's a little insensitive. (laughs) Yeah. Cancer is horrible. First of all, though, how great was that? When they announced those women that had survived cancer and the whole crowd was doing the yes to Yeah. That was a moving moment. Very. It's good. You see how they're trying to groom uh, Roman. Roman for that? Yep. And he's still not quite there yet. Yeah, he's <laughs> he's like, a little like, nah. he does a little nervous doing that. Yeah, he's like, nah, this isn't my mm-hmm. wheelhouse. Yeah. Yeah. But, hey, it's good that they're uh, grooming him, I guess. Mm-hmm. Give him the little brush. 
at Balotosis X. Now that is a way to make a talent look strong. Hashtag Raw, hashtag New Day, hashtag Tweet the Table. I like the way they ended Raw. Yeah, I do too. And Kofi getting a little like, you know, setting him up, doing the Trump Paris, like, get him up, mm-hmm. do it again. And then he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it was very Showed good. a little edge, man. Yeah, I liked it. Yeah, show some backbone. Yeah, at Katie first. Lady. Very cool that New Day ended Raw. Didn't see that coming, hashtag Tweet Table. Yeah, I didn't see that coming either. I wouldn't have, if you would have told me New Day is going to end Raw, like end Raw, looking, you know, going over, standing at the ramp, raised hands, I would have been like, oh, this Raw is going to suck. They did it well. But they did it well. And I like how they still kept that sense of like, ha ha ha, jovial yeah. comic. Ha ha, like, dick. But like. You know what just happened? Dolph Ziggler is unconscious, and we're dragging his body out. Like, that so was is this the, serious enough for you? Right, yeah. Yeah. See, I like that part. Little subtleties. Mm-hmm. At RWM3134. Yeah, I think that's a new one. Can someone please put an end to New Day in that damn trombone? Don't know which is more annoying. Hashtag Tweet Table. I love it. Well, then they're doing their job. Yeah, exactly right. So good. Good for them. At double A underscore W-I-R. I was surprised there was a ramp at Madison Square Garden instead of the double doors by the ring they have used in the past. Hashtag tweet the table. That is interesting. Yeah. I wonder why that was the reasoning. Yeah, but normally their live events, which is all this essentially was, has that ramp. Like they do that at Kansas City, they have the ramp. Although some they but walk out But not at of, Madison Square Garden because Madison Square Garden, they come out of the double Right, doors. exactly. Yeah, so it's, I wonder it's, why. It's the garden. Right. Yeah. Maybe the doors were broken. Maybe. At Hallmark of Swede, hashtag tweet the table. I think this Bray Wyatt versus Roman Reigns feud is my favorite feud in wrestling right now. The what one? Uh, Wyatt and Roman. It's good. Man, it's good. So I don't know about favorite. I, I just missed the name, but on Periscope, uh, someone said my sweater game is on point. Thank you. That is a good sweater, and it matches well with the shirt. Yeah, and I didn't like it. Wasn't like a paired combo. I had to go to two different stores to pair this. Yeah, it didn't come like like one of those Walmart packs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not a George. (laughs) 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 I think we probably got this shirt at Walmart at Wirecata. Pretty obvious. New Day was leading to Big E, but still fantastic as always. Loving New Day going after Cena. Hashtag tweet table. Hashtag New Day. Rockla? Maybe you meant to say rocks? Yeah, <laughs> typo. Uh, how great, though. I like that whole thing. They're like, this is a big match and a big challenge in this big arena. And they're just their whole spiel. And they never fub their lines. No. It's great. Yeah. And they're like, well. if only we had a big challenger. And he's just sitting there yeah. staring. Yeah. They're like, he's a one, pumped. a two. <laughs> yeah, they're great, man. I love them. At Mr. Tweet the Table. That's Mr. Tweet the Table. Uh, happy birthday. Oh, he had a birthday, too. That's right. Andy Anderson. Happy birthday, Double A. Is he today. Right? It's today. It's today. It is today. Happy birthday, dude. Gregory Helms showed up on TNA Bound for Glory after Tigre Uno won the X Division title. What's up with that? Hashtag Tweet the Table. Why is Who, he relevant? Why, why is TNA relevant? Who's watching this? I don't get it. Like, how are you not – you're like, this is battered wife syndrome. You need help. Look, I know you loved them in the past, and they used to be good to you. But Why? they're but they're abusing you now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And you're letting it happen. How do you think the people who have TNA tattoos feel right now? <laughs> yeah. 
do you think they feel? Can you cover over it with GFW? At ashamed WWE fan. Oh, don't be ashamed. My wife used to think you guys were hilarious. She won't listen anymore. Since cock has been telling jokes. Hashtag asshole. Hashtag to the table. Yes, Cock has been telling jokes yeah, all the time. Yeah, well, yeah, and we're still hilarious. Yeah, we are good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I understand that. Okay. But, but it's a pot fast forward through the cock email. Yeah. We won't. We won't. But if you yeah. yeah. Thank you for thinking we're hilarious. Tell your wife we're still hilarious. We're funny guys. And we like her. <laughs> yeah, we like her. Final one at GBL316. Hashtag tweet the table. Is it just me? Or can you think of anything worse than going home with Ruru every night? Ruffle Yeah, great Kali. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. That's an asshole I don't want to see. I don't think you'd be seeing the asshole is the problem. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's the, yeah. Ooh, ha, getting hot in here. All right, we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and, you know, nothing special. We'll just talk to Jim Cornette, you know. And Mark Sterling. And Mark Sterling, you know. Just those guys. Just those guys, you know. Same old, same old. Just another day. Just another episode episode where we have a pro wrestling legend and one of the best fittest wrestlers. And one of the best local wrestlers in the scene. Yeah, just another day. Yep. When we come back to the Spanish announce table and Spanish announce table on that, and. Women who get breast implants are three times as likely as other women to commit suicide. <laughs> Self esteem much? <laughs> Trending Topics Network back home. Are you depressed? Lonely? Feeling like the world is taking a greasy shit on your face? Well, you're right. Your life sucks. But I'm about to tell you how you can turn all of that around. You can instantly feel better about your life simply by reading Ugly As Hell, an autobiography by Lester Greystone. In Ugly As Hell, not only does Lester Greystone educate you on topics such as hyphenated names, house liquors, the end of the world, how to properly name a band, how chin remotes work, pre-destroyed pants, what it's like to be an actor, binge drinking, quitting your job, and single wide trailers, he also discusses intimate details about his life and childhood that will leave you with no possible way to ever feel bad about your life again. I mean, once you hear how Lester Greystone has lived, you'll feel like a member of the royal family by comparison. So go to Amazon.com and search for Ugly As Hell by Lester Greystone and let Lester help you get out of the dumps so he can have more room in there for himself. That's Ugly As Hell by Lester Greystone on Amazon.com. Welcome to the second hour-ish of the Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net and TrendingTopicsNetwork.com. Yeah, I am super excited for this. I just don't even have any cheap, like, hey, welcome back to the, because I'm just, I'm excited. Yeah, this, this is like, one, this yeah. is one of those interviews where. Uh, when you prepare for it, you're giddy the entire time. Yeah. And then when you get to it, like we are right now, uh, let's just do it. Yeah, like I feel honored that yeah. that, that a person of this magnitude would give us the time of day. Of we course. have a manager to the stars. One of the greatest managers in pro wrestling history, yeah, without a doubt. Iconic. Uh, he needs no further introduction. It's Jim Cornette. How are you, sir? 
who are you guys? They told me I was calling up to do Chris Jericho's podcast. Oh, oh yeah. You we, know, uh, we can make guitar sounds if yeah, you like. We I'm, actually get that a lot, so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, we get that all the time. And well, I'm I'm very magnanimously happy to be here. Uh, a person of my magnitude of, of managing to submerge past all these other guests and 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 be on your program. I'm I'm honored and thrilled. Uh, we like how uh, you kind of unveiled the curtain on how we book guests now too. So. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, you're giving away so, our trade secrets. So the Chris Jericho thing, we got to throw out the window. Yeah, we got we got to do somebody else. <laughs> yeah, now next you got to tell them they're going on Oprah. Right, or, exactly. Or we'll tell them we're, we're Taz next time, maybe or something. So, the reason we got you on here, boss, is you are coming to Kansas City, our our home base here. You're going to be at Metro Pro, which is uh, friends of the show. We love those guys over there. We try to make every event. And you're not only just going to appear, but you're also doing a meet and greet. So, you're going to spend some time here in the City of Fountains. Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm going to be there all day. I'll be popping the corn uh, before the doors open. And then, <laughs> okay. No, in, in all seriousness, I've been talking to the, the folks at Metro Pro, and I know one of the gentlemen, I don't know if he publicly announces his his uh, uh, affiliation with the company, but uh, he he's one of the behind-the-scenes movers and shakers, and, and uh, I've known him for 15 years now from when we both used to work for another company together. Mm-hmm. I'll just leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And and anyway, I've, I've been wanting to come out for some time because I've heard such good things about it. I haven't been to Kansas City in ages. I've been to St. Louis like once or twice the past 10 years. Uh, so at any rate... Uh, Finally, the stars just lined up right, and we're going to do it up right. We're going to start at 4.30 in the afternoon at the Turner Rec Center over there on South 55th in KC, Kansas. Uh, 4.30 is the VIP. Uh, they call it a meet-and-greet Q&A, but actually it's, it's, a, uh, it's a combination hangout and bullshit session. Right. And, yeah, um, yeah, we like that. Everybody can ask me questions, and, and I'll give them answers. Some of, some of the answers may fit the questions they asked. Uh, and we do pictures and autographs. It's all, you know, I'll put my arm around people, especially if they're female, that type of thing. So that's kind of up close and personal. And then uh, w- when the doors open, I'm doing another meet and greet for the general population very quickly. And then, then I'll be uh, uh, helping out uh, Metro Pro President Michael Strider with some problems he's got going on with Jeremy Wyatt that night. I'm kind of a guest uh, uh, shaker-upper, muckety-muck. Mm-hmm. So you got a purpose uh, uh, for being here. Uh, a, te- a teller of, of, of things to do to people. Mm-hmm. I like to tell people what to do. So how much do we have to pay to get hit with the tennis racket? That's what I, I um, make sure I bring It depends on what you say to me when I meet okay. you. It, it could be free. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, as a matter of fact, sometimes I've paid to hit people with a tennis racket after the fact. <laughs> right, uh, but right. But still, I paid. But, no, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, and – uh, you know, I'm, I'm hoping to get some good barbecue while I'm in town, and, and uh, I haven't been there. Gosh, it, Kansas City is since probably the WWF event in the late 90s. Wow, that's uh, a long time. Yeah. You know, and, and we used to go there, obviously, a lot with uh, not only the WWF, but then also WCW with Crockett Promotions and Internal Broadcasting started expanding out to the Midwest. Uh, I remember one trip we made to Kemper Arena, and, and Dick Murdoch, who knew where to eat everywhere, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Said, oh, we got to go to this place next door. And was it the Golden Ox? Is it still there? I'm trying to remember. But, yeah. oh, my God, mm-hmm. the steak was incredible. They just knocked the horns out, off of it and brought it out on a leash, and it was insane. <laughs> right. Well, tell us a little bit more about your kind of Kansas City memories. I mean, when, when you talk Kansas City pro wrestling, one of the first names that's always brought up is Harley Race. Did you have any interaction, altercations with him? And then kind of who else were you working with when you came through uh, in Kansas City? Oh, my God, Harley, uh, obviously, I've never had any altercations with him. I'm still living. Right, exactly. Um, 
<laughs> if there had been a problem, I would have been the one to, to, to drop. But, uh, no, I have so much respect for for Harley Race. was one of the great NWA world champions of all time. He uh, all over the world, but obviously being from the Kansas City area, he at one time had part ownership in, in the Central States promotion there, along with uh, guys like Bulldog Bob Brown and Bob Geigel and names I'm sure a lot of the longtime Kansas City fans remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, you know, I saw Harley as not only as a fan, but then later on when I got in the business, you know, have some of those incredible matches with everybody from Jerry Lawler to Ric Flair. And I saw Harley just uh, several months ago at a, at a, a Fan Fest event in, uh, this past spring in Wilmington, North Carolina. And, you know, he's still the toughest guy in the room. Uh, but uh, the, the, the favorite Kansas City story that I have is actually the first time we ever came there. We were booked in. We were wrestling in Dallas for World Class Championship Wrestling, and that Dallas TV with the Von Erichs was going everywhere, right on syndication, and it was in Kansas City. And the office up there, the Central States office, asked if if the Midnight Express could come up and and wrestle on one of the shows at at Memorial Hall over in in Kansas City, Kansas. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and we were going to do St. Louis at the Keel the same weekend. So I was all fired up, right, to the historic Keel Auditorium. And I've heard so much about Kansas City. But the problem was is that it, business at the time was on the downhill swing. And we, when we got there, we wrestled uh, Bulldog Bob Brown and Marty Jannetty and had, had a great match with them. But when we got our, our paychecks about a week later, we realized that by the time we flew up from Dallas and, you know, rented a car, drive over from St. Louis, we, we went in a hole. Oh, no. We, no. You know, we, we kind of lost money on the trip, so they wanted us back because we had such a great match. So I told the promoter at the time, I said, all right, I said, but we've got to have a minimum guarantee of X dollars apiece because, you know, last time we didn't, we didn't come out so good. Okay, uh, let me call you back. So 10 minutes later, he calls back and says, okay, you've got it. So we went up there with our minimum guarantee we asked for, and that night it was a tag team tournament. We wrestled four matches in one night. <laughs> Wow. So we realized then we shouldn't have had a great match the first night. Right. They would have wanted us back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. So that's yeah. always been my term from then on for when I got myself into trouble by doing something too well. I Kansas cityed myself. <laughs> I like that. I like that yeah, that's we'll a start term. using that, yeah. Yeah, we're going to use that. Yeah, we're going to steal like, that from you. Yeah. That's always like when you're in a relationship and, and you know, she has to do for you to do the dishes and then you do it you know bad on purpose because then you'll never have to be asked again i know exactly what you mean <laughs> right. oh yeah because if you do a good job you're, you're kansas city <laughs> you're kansas city yeah yeah i like that so all right so let's just get into the uh what we do with every guest that we get here this will give a little bit of your your base wrestling who jim Cornette is right every time we have a guest on we like to ask a same set of five questions so that way we kind of get the varied answers to see. This is like a Rorschach test for the ear. Yeah, exactly. essentially. Yeah, that's very well put. I like that. But since we're the Spanish announce table, obviously we just couldn't call it five questions. That wouldn't, you know, that really wouldn't do it justice. So we like okay. to. Okay. Right. So we like to call it. Cinco preguntas. All right, you ready for some preguntas? They're going to be in English. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I was about to say, you got to give me the preguntas in English. Because <laughs> we don't speak any Spanish. Yeah, that's so not, and, you know, on, on my foreign language, is also my math, my gazentas. You know, <laughs> right. like four gazenta 12 yeah. three times. I, I can't do my gazentas very well either. I have 13 credit hours from a, a originally accredited university in Spanish, and I can't speak a word of it, so go figure that. So. That's the most Spanish you're going to hear <laughs> yeah, on this podcast. But the first question, who is your favorite wrestler of all time? 
Oh my God! See now you just automatically uh, there. I'll there I won't hurt multiple. somebody's feelings. Yeah. I'm sure they give a shit whether I, I'm they're my favorite uh, uh, wrestler or not. But I'll leave somebody out at, at in various eras. Mm-hmm. Sure, yeah, yeah. Uh, when when I was 12 years old, it was a toss up between Dick the Bruiser and Roughhouse Fargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, I obviously had a great appreciation for Jerry the King Lawler. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, how can you leave you know a talent like Nature Boy Ric Flair out as your favorite? Except if there's Terry Funk mm-hmm. across the rest. So it's just, it's so hard. Yeah, we rarely get a single answer to that question. To be honest, well, with there you, you yeah. go. Well, yeah. from your perspective, and this is where I, I'm really interested in, who is some of the guys that like when you're bored and you know you put on some pro wrestling? Who are those guys that you go to? Because for example, there's some guys that I love as far as a pro wrestler but then there's some guys that i want to watch their matches because not necessarily as far as promos things like that but their in-ring work is just so amazing so that answer is always a little different so do you have anyone that like you you always go to when you you know have some time uh, to kill uh, jerry lawler in the mid-south coliseum Mm -hmm. uh uh, tiger mask on uh, japanese television between 81 and 83 Mm, that's Uh, a great answer terry funk in almost any big match situation of his life Mm -hmm. um uh, you know flair and steamboat uh the the trilogy or the old stuff Mm -hmm. available on the mid-atlantic classics at jimcornette.com the stuff from the 70s i like that um bockwinkle and stevens on the awa chicago films against bruiser and crusher Mm -hmm. uh uh, you know, it just different eras and different combinations uh, tickle my my funny bone. Well, anything anything of Ray Stevens before you know, like it, the the mid seventies, the the rare stuff. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Well, we're gonna kind of roll with that answer and go into the second question. And again, you can give us multiple answers because most people do. But your favorite match of all time, your one favorite singular match. March 23rd, 1981, the Memphis Mid-South Coliseum, Jerry Lawler versus Terry Funk in the first match of their 1981 program. That was the most specific answer <laughs> yeah, we've That was the most specific that, we got. Yeah. I really thought you were going to keep rolling with that, but that was <laughs> it, awesome. It, well, well, actually, and then then we can go to Flair and Steamboat in Nashville and Flair and Steamboat in Chicago and, and, and some of the other usual suspects mm-hmm. and, you know, the, the Midnight Express, Southern Boys, Great American Bash, 1990, and... Uh, the Clash of Champions with the Fantastics. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, back further, uh, Jack Briscoe and Dory Funk Jr., St. Petersburg, Bayfront Center in 1972, et cetera, et cetera. But for one, the, first of all, I saw it in person. I was right. there as a ringside photographer. And secondly, it, it was just, it was probably the most exciting uh, live single pro wrestling match i've ever seen the people end up throwing babies in the air at one point it's just it's incredible hold on we, we call well, that a tuesday <laughs> right but when a baby's thrown in the air what's your first reaction at a pro wrestling match um actually well that's that's a, a, a phrase that i use and and some people use for uh, you know when, the, when they pop big at the end oh, and they threw the babies in the yeah. air okay, right gotcha. but actually sputnik monroe uh the greatest heel in memphis wrestling history Swore that he once had a baby thrown at him in a riot somewhere, <laughs> in, I believe, in Texas. Well, that doesn't shock me. If it happened in Texas, that, right? Yeah, I buy that. So, all right. So, we'll move on to the third pregunta, as it were. Uh, this one, you, again, might come up multiples. But who would you say is or was your biggest influence in this business? Oh God, um, uh, Bobby Heenan. Obviously, uh, I was. Uh, I just discovered he was the first wrestling manager. Actually, I discovered okay. uh, when I discovered wrestling when I was like ten years old on TV, uh, and I stole a bunch of his stuff. 
and then Jimmy Hart in Memphis because he started just a few years before I did, uh, but he was just so great during that Memphis run. I stole yeah. a bunch of his stuff. Uh, Lawler obviously was the greatest promo babyface or heel in in wrestling history, and one of the the greatest ring generals. Even Nick Bockwinkel one time uh, said that Jerry Lawler was the best ring general he'd ever been in the ring with. Imagine how much area that takes yeah, in. Exactly yeah, exactly right. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I told him one time I'd made more money with his shit than he did. <laughs> uh, because, you know, when you steal from one person, it's plagiarism, but when you steal from many, it's research. Exactly right. Uh, you know, so those guys, and and really so many of the, you know, even people who I would never dream of trying to do their shit professionally, Handsome Jimmy Valiant, the Boogie Woogie Man. Mm-hmm. Um, all those guys that were top guys when I was involved closely as a photographer and was up at ringside and was watching who drew money and who didn't and hopefully figured out why, uh, they all had to be a, an influence on me when I first got started because I was I was basically starting from scratch. Right. I, did, I couldn't be me because I didn't know who me was yet. Mm-hmm. Gotcha, yeah. All right, so here we go with uh, question number four, and we kind of mentioned a couple terms earlier. But what is your favorite pro wrestling term in terms of yeah, there's a baby carny face, yeah, baby face, heel, yeah. things like that? What's your favorite term in pro wrestling? And again, multiple answers. Feel free. Um, I will. I probably the people that have worked for me in the past when I've been a promoter or a, a booker would say schmas. Yeah, yeah, I've like heard that, that one too. Because, because we're always having a schmoz. It, mm-hmm. it, it, sometimes I'd write on the formats for my producer. It's the schmoz, schmoz show, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. That's, we're gonna have a big schmoz. That was That's our probably, that was and, our backup and, and name. Second would be give me the gimmick, hand me the gimmick. Yeah. Over there. if you're yep. at the buffet and you want the tongs, hand me the gimmick. Anything's a gimmick. Do you find yourself when you're watching a movie or watching a TV show using pro wrestling terms in your everyday language, like? If you watch a movie, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah, and and the more disturbing thing is, is that my wife understands them all and talks <laughs> them back to me, and then other people think that we're both insane. Right? Yeah. Well, you know, when when we when you're wrestling fans, you know, there is probably just a little bit of insanity in there as a baseline, don't you think? I mean, well, and, and besides, I'm, when we're out somewhere in a restaurant and we're trying to talk about people without them knowing we're talking about them, we speak carny to each other. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So it, it, it's all, it's, you know, I'm sure people think, well, well, all the black rappers know what we're talking about. <laughs> right, exactly, <laughs> right. right. So, okay, so the fifth one is, you know, we said it was five questions. As anything wrestling-related, there's a swerve. This is less of a question, and it's more of a hypothetical situation, but it's it just sounds bad to say, here's four perguntas in a hypothetical situation. So let's, and we haven't, this one might be a little bit harder because you haven't met us in person and seen us. Right. But... The other voice. I've, I've heard you have the perfect faces for radio. Or, oh know. yeah, you, and, and voices for print. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> right. So the other, the voice that's that's not mine over there is T Mac. That would okay? be me. So what we're going to do is all three of us are sitting in in this hypothetical situation. We're in creative. We're going to book you, Jim Cornette, in your next big program. And I'm talking like the top mania level, you know, main event, top program with T Mac. Give us the storyline. <laughs> See, it's tough when you don't know. If you need some background info on T-Mac, we can give you that. For, for just... what company? Oh, well. Well, what company do you want it to be for? <laughs> yeah. Well, see, if it's if it's the WWE, we can't do anything believable. They won't let us get by with that. <laughs> okay. okay. Uh, if it was, you know, like combat zone wrestling or whatever, then we'd have to break fluorescent light tubes over each well, other's head. Let's say this is uh, let's say this is uh, Jim Cornette wrestling. 
Oh, uh, well, in that case, I'd have to go over in, in two straight falls. Yeah, honestly, um, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, obviously, the first of all, we'd have to create some conflict between the two of us. So I think that probably T-Neck would say something that I disagreed with, which wouldn't be hard because no. I you know, really don't agree with anything he has to say, or he'd have to piss me off in some kind of way. He could just maybe just, once again, he could say something, and that would piss me off because since he's been on the air, people decided to quit breathing it, so that would just piss <laughs> me what, off, and what then if, I would uh, what if give him a verbal say... evisceration, and then he would jump me from behind. Ah, yeah. He would, he would hit me over the head with a ball-peen hammer. And he would take all the money I had in my pocket, which would be at least a dollar seventy-five, yeah, yeah. and and leave me laying there, and possibly sp- spray paint his initials on my back. Oh. Yes. See, okay. So then we would exactly come back like in the hell in a cell match, where uh, we would both freely leave the cage anytime we wanted to, because that's what they do these days. Right. But we would finally get back up on top of the cage, where I would recreate. The Mick Foley mankind being launched off the top of the cage, only it'd be T-neck that would be being launched, and he yes. wouldn't have to worry about it because I'd put him in the right spot where the floor would be there to break his fall. <laughs> yes, that's perfect. See how this? I like it when this happens. To yeah, T-neck. I always like how excited you get when people yeah. want to hurt me in this these storylines. <laughs> this is wonderful, and everything you said about him is fits him to a T. He would say plenty that you don't yeah. like. He'd fits him to a T-neck. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> So this has been great. I, I I love when we have guests, but just when we have somebody a legend so in pro wrestling. But I, you love when you have guests, but when you have one that's actually breathing at the time and and conscious, right? right exactly. Well, then right. The, the the comedy potential is just endless. <laughs> exactly right. So I I can only imagine we're gonna have a great time when you're here at Metro Pro. Uh, I'm interested to see how you uh, how you handle this Jeremy Wyatt problem that you speak of. Yeah, that should be very intriguing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jeremy uh, Wyatt. He's the one you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, I've heard that. I've been hearing all this stuff from Strider about how shady this character is. I'm about to find out for myself, but I'm not coming to Kansas City or Dodge City to get outgunned by anybody. I assure you, and I will be bringing a racket. Uh, yes. <laughs> I love that. That is. So it may awesome. not be a threat. It may be a promise, but I'm, I'm just I'm saying that. But no, I'm I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. There's been great. Uh, uh, feedback on the the VIP, the advanced ticket sales so far, the meet and greet, hangout, bullshit session, etc. I'm going to hug and kiss all those folks, and mm-hmm. uh, then we're going to have a good time at the Metro Pro matches, and we will we will cause talk and suspicion and give an exhibition of what professional wrestling is supposed to be like at the Turner Rec Center on Saturday night. Man, I, you don't even know how like pumped that little promo yeah. just got me. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was ready for it to go down right now. <laughs> yeah, I just can't wait. So, all right, so let's plug everything you got. It's obviously at the Jim Cornette on Twitter. What what else can people they can your your website? Let's let's find yes, some stuff. Yes, the website jimcornette.com. A lot of free stuff you can read and look at, many pictures, a lot of columns and also that's where the merchandise center is located, Cornette's Collectibles, the Empire online that I run for the Cornette face shirts, uh, books, videos, etc., etc. JimCornette.com. You can listen to the Jim Cornette Experience on MLWRadio.com. A new one every Thursday, and that's free too. And we are approaching one million downloads for 2015. We're already past 800 and some thousand. Wow. Uh, and we also do a VIP show once a week, etc. MLWRadio.com or JimCornette.com. It'll take you there too. And uh, I do a, a monthly column for Fighting Spirit Magazine, the United Kingdom's largest uh, pro wrestling and MMA publication. I invite you to check that out. And uh, I can be found in Louisville, Kentucky, on days when it doesn't rain at Castle Cornet doing yard work. There you go. I like that. I like that. Well, we're getting excited to see you here on the 10th. As you said, 
Metro Pro, always a great show. The crowd is just always into this. They're going to love it. And uh, we're excited to see what you're going to do, boss. Well, I appreciate it, guys, and I will see you there. And, and T-Neck, once again, if you try to come and physically assault me at the matches, just try to, to make a name for yourself somehow and get yourself over in the business, just uh-huh. remember I'm bringing the racket, and it may have your name on it. Okay. All I right. like that. I like that. I'm looking forward to yeah, it. Now yeah, I'm, now I'm a little intimidated <laughs> and excited. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's going to be that? Okay, I, I got your deal. You might need a little spanking with the racket there, T-Neck. No, thanks, guys. I will see you in, in Kansas City. And uh, uh, for a Spanish-announced team, you're, 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 you're not that bad. Yeah, right. Well, we appreciate it. Yeah, we just hope to keep the table intact. Right. Know? All right, thanks again, sir. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Man, that was amazing. Pro he, wrestling legend on the a, show. He is a plug-in machine. Yeah, he knows it, doesn't he? Man, this Man guy, they're just bop, 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 like he's bop, done bop, this bop, a time bop, or two. Bop, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. pretty amazing. Beginner's to have, luck. Yeah. yeah, pretty amazing <laughs> to have someone of his stature. Because when he tells stories about Harley Race, it's yeah. not I heard of a story of Harley oh, Race. Yeah, it no, was it's... I was with Harley Race. You know yeah. what I mean? And to have his just knowledge and expertise. Uh, on the show, and we didn't even really dig into it because obviously he's a busy man, so hopefully we'll have him on again. Uh, but, yeah, he'll be here Saturday night for Metro Pro. And another guy that we're going to have uh, at Metro Pro will be on the show right now. He is the fittest wrestler in the world, Mark Sterling. Mark, are you there? I'm here. How are you? Doing well. How are you doing tonight? Doing good. Longest day of two jobs, but, uh, you know, my girlfriend, things are good. Right, can't exactly. complain. Yeah. So you got a match, big match coming up this Saturday night, Metro Pro. Yes, sir. For those who uh, haven't been following or do not know, tell us a little bit about the uh, angle of the match that you got Saturday night. Well, this is what I call like a, a cold angle because me and the math magician have no prior interactions. Right. Um. So, but I know he's, you know, I. I know who he is without his mask, for one. <laughs> I know he's a hardworking kid. Right. I know he went to a club wrestling school. I know he wrestles often. Um, I've actually wrestled him before without his mask, so I know what I'm up against. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a good kid. I expect an awesome match. And me and the King Birds are going to roll the crowd up, and we're going to see some good shit. So you guys, pretty much it. You guys are one of my highlights of every Metro Pro <laughs> show. I Thank like you. legitimately love when the King Brothers, because typically they walk out in front of you. When they come out, I just start clapping for no yes. apparent reason. I'm just like, right. yep, here we go. So what I wanted to talk about with you real quick is you're known as the fittest wrestler in the yep. world. How sure. did that? How did that come about? Where Where was the origins of that character or gimmick? Okay. Um. That was where I should start. Okay, well, obviously you know what CrossFit is now, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, well, I found CrossFit in 07 before it was kind of like, you know, on, on ESPN, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, CrossFit started roughly about 1999, but it didn't have its own website till 03 and wasn't like a global company until probably 05, 06. Mm-hmm. But by 07, do you remember that movie 300 with the Spartans and everything? Oh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Remember how jacked those guys were? Yeah. Yeah, the... the the gym they went to to get that ripped was actually a CrossFit affiliate. Gotcha. Okay. So once I started moving, I'm like, fuck, I have to look that good for wrestling. So I researched <laughs> the 300 workouts, found the website for that, through that thumb CrossFit. And basically, um, I started dabbling CrossFit for a couple of years. And then in 2009, my buddy Derek Stone, who lived in Denver at the time, 
joined the CrossFit gym. He was telling me how much he loved it because he was losing a lot of weight and dieting and getting stronger. So I dove full in off his recommendation. And then after a few months, you know, because my character um, over the years, like if you look at my heel work from like 06, 09, it's just basically like a really pissed off kind of cocky guy with long hair. Right. But by 09, I'm like, okay, I'm getting more opportunities. I'm getting my name out there. I'm wrestling big names. I have to have a, like a real like gimmick that's kind of like mine. So now if you win the CrossFit Games, like on ESPN, you're dubbed the fittest man on earth. Well, I was like, well, what if I'm the fittest wrestler on earth? Gotcha. Then so about mid-09, I started challenging fans to push-up contests. Um, that Christmas, I got a kettlebell and started lugging around to the ring. You know, little by little, I started adding like you know, head ba- headbands and CrossFit shirts. When you got the and toe then, shoes, and too, then I by noticed. 2013, I just dove in and just became like the quintessential CrossFit douchebag. If you watch the SPM, <laughs> yeah. CrossFit wearing their headbands, uh-huh. their gloves, their wrist straps, their fucking kinesiology tape, their back braces, their board shorts, their stupid ass, you know, frog feet, scale toes, whatever yeah. you want to call them. Uh-huh. So I just got everything across her wares and wore to her ring and, you know, and, and got a skull kill bell and just, it just works. It's, you know, it's, it's like, to me, it, you know, obviously there's been other fitness gimmicks like the Baidana's and sure. Simon Dean, but I just think I take a little further with like just being like more into it and more aggressive and having like, you know, the King brothers. That's the I'm, part. Yeah. It's like a it's like a biggest loser thing. You know, obviously the biggest loser, they have a fit guy train fat people. So right. I kind of like absorb all these, fitness things I've seen and just basically turn into a wrestling character. Yeah, that's the part of your gimmick that I love the most. Because when you mentioned the other ones, the Body Donnas, Simon Dean, well, they were all typically in shape, so you're just like, Bleh. but when you bring out the King Brothers, I'm like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, this is what that fitness gimmick, as you said, is kind of missing is the, well, I'm going to train these fat guys here yeah. to get in shape to look it's like a little me. bit yeah it's a little bit like chris Chira with bobby dempsey in like 09 2010 somewhere yeah, in there yeah, yeah. um and, so i mean there's some similarities to our gimmicks but i think with the kettlebell and the way i dress with the, the board shorts and the shoes and just my intensity and my style and like you know the thing where i put a guy tree and do push-ups the thing where a guy took on ropes and do bench press i just i try to do little things that are my own right. you know like i'm not the best athlete the best talker but i have a creative mind I have a good eyesight for things that work and don't work and what things I like. So I just basically took a lot of things, came with my own things, and just created a character that I think works in some ways. Well, so one, one thing, I'm always evolving. One thing w- that you mentioned that's part of your, your gimmick is the kettlebell, and you've actually used it, I've seen, in a couple matches. Yep. Uh, yep. When you bring that out and say, you know, when you're working with a guy and you're like, okay, we're going to finish with the kettlebell, like <laughs> right. what's their reaction? And then have you had any issues with it? Because I've never seen a kettlebell used in a match before. Sure. The thing is, it's not it's not foam. It's it's really 35 pounds. Right. You know? right. Um, but I'm just, you know, the arts of being a wrestler is like being a magician. You just, you know, some tricks, you know how to, you know, be quote unquote safe with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I have had a couple little dingers, but nothing like, you know, put guy on commission. <laughs> but uh, usually I do things that are relatively um, uh, not fucking dangerous for guys to be in the hospital. Like, there's a, there's a few times where, like, I'll go for, like, for example, I'll tug a war with the rest of the kettlebell, I'll break away, and the guy will chop lock me where I bump, and the kettlebell hooks me in the nuts or the stomach. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's me doing it to myself. And I'm always trying to figure out ways so I can evolve in different 
segments of the match as far as like, you know, the transitions, different parts of the match. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's there. I mean, it's like Al Snow in the head. Right. Or Finley yeah. in the shillelagh or Hatchet Joe Doug in a two by four or when Rico in the brass knucks or explosive sledgehammer. If you have a tool in a toolbox, you maximize it to get the most out of your match, and that's storytelling. And you, you have. Know? Yeah, that's been a another, great addition. Another thing I always notice from watching your matches that you're really good at is is in that gimmick, especially when you get to be a heel, you can interact with the crowd and really piss some people off. And I'm specifically thinking about one in particular in Metro Pro Folklore, and we've told our listeners who are outside the area about this, there's one particular person in the crowd that the crowd is dubbed and it's just adopted that we call her Medea. <laughs> And I think this woman legitimately really wants to see your demise. <laughs> yeah. Is this plan? Like, do you target her now because of that? Or does this just happen and you have to retaliate? <laughs> it's just, it's, it's, it's cheap, easy heat, man. She's there. I've done the point I just try to ignore because the thing is, <laughs> this is part of the trick of wrestling. If you have a fan that's just glued in and that intense, it will always be that way. Like, what right. I try to do is I try to find the people that are sitting with their arms crossed I try to get them to react because there's those fans that will always be going ape shit and like Medea will always yell at you. I'll look at her and point and she'll spaz out. (laughs) I'll look for those guys that are like not paying attention, like on their cell phones. I want their, I want their attention Mm -hmm. because they're distracted and interested. I want them to react because there's always that kind of like that tepid constant buzz, but I want that bigger. So I look for people that aren't really interested. I try to get them to react. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah, 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 I'm sure Medea is probably okay person in real life, as I am too, but, you know, if she hates the character, you know, I'm doing my job. Yeah, exactly right. So be it. Well, do you have a Medea story? We've had Jeremy Wyatt. He shared some pretty incredible stories uh, with (laughs) Medea. Do you have any that stick out? Um, I think in 2012, uh, she she got a little too grabby, like, I think I was managed. I think at the time, we, me and Y were actually on the same side with the uh, Kansas City Killers with uh, Sir Bradley Charles. Mm-hmm. And I walked by, and like I pointed at her, and she grabbed my hand, and like you, you don't touch wrestlers. Like that's the rule right. at the beginning of the show. Like don't fucking touch them, and because they won't touch you. And I was like, you know, I started going off on her and saying, you know, I didn't say anything, you know, racist. But I started, you know, swearing, and her son got my face. And he looked like he was going to throw because I've never dealt with him too much. Mm-hmm. I was, and I was like, bring it, you fucking bitch. <laughs> and then, like, my buddy Evil Jim, who was a promoter in uh, Dynamo, had to separate us. And that's about the only time we really got intense. Like, I thought something was going to go down. But in all these years of being a heel, I've never actually struck a fan. Like, with a blow, they've struck me. It's come really close. But, you know, usually, you know, we figure out it's just this is a show. I, just, I, I walk off before I... You know, do anything bad because right, I don't right. want to be that guy that like gets debooked for being a piece of shit to fans, exactly. like you're crossing that final, final, final threshold. You know. Well, I'll keep T Mac. You know, I'll hold him back. Saturday Why does everyone when he gets think I'm going to be the one that just... gets out of line? Well, to, to so we can kind of. You said you've had a real busy day, so we'll get into our quick segment here that we like to do with every guest, where we ask the same five questions so that we can get a a good litmus test of of how people are in this business, how they were bred into it, how they were fans and whatnot. But since we're the Spanish announce table, we don't go cheesy and just call it five questions. We go extra cheesy and call it. Okay. Cinco preguntas. Do you speak Spanish? Do I? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, 
well, I was in high school, I took all four years. I could read Spanish really well. I yeah. could speak a decent. That was age 17. <laughs> yeah. We don't speak any. So. I, I remember a couple basic phrases like, you know, como esta usted? And, <laughs> right. You know, yeah. You know, que or as, I mean, me amo yeah. Marco. I mean, I remember that stuff, but as far as like advanced words, you know, yeah. I, I'm lost. Well, we don't speak any, so we feel like frauds calling ourselves the Spanish announce table. So we'll ask them all in English. <laughs> right. So, so, so it'll be easier on you. The first one is, and feel free to give multiple answers if you can't pin down one, and feel free to, you know, further right. explain if they're not rapid fire or anything like that. But who would you say for the first one is your favorite wrestler of all time? Uh, aside like from yourself. favorite wrestler? Yeah, aside from yourself. <laughs> not that in myself. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, man, that's a tough question. Um, yeah. I would say before. I was a worker, Macho Man. Mm. Uh, once I became a worker, by yeah. uh, William Regal. Oh, oh that's nice. an interesting. I don't one. think we've ever had that one. Yeah, that's yeah, a good yeah. one. All right, so the second question, we'll get right into it. Your your favorite pro wrestling match of all time that I, mean, I I've seen or that I've been in. Both, if you want to give us one. Okay, that I've been in. Um, it's a very, very, very top, close top, toss up between Iron Man one and two with Jeremy Wyatt. Mm, um, yeah. My favorite match I've watched, man, there's been a lot of good ones. There's so many, yeah. It's hard to pinpoint. Um, okay, I'll answer this separately. Okay, but before I was a worker, yeah, I would say the 1999 No Mercy match, the, the tag team ladder match between Edge and Christian and the oh, Hardys. Oh, yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. The Hardys were still the bruise. It was like the, the finals of the Terry Invitational Tournament. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was the match that made me go, okay. I got to be a pro wrestler. Nice. That match was just too goddamn innovative and just, it was so fucking cool. I mean, it was so good. They got a stand ovation the next night on Raw. Right. right. Pay per view match. The yeah. next night they came out and got a stand ovation. It was that game changing. Right. For so better or worse. All those guys are yeah. all beat up. Of and, course. You know, the ladder match got too crazy too fast, but that match made me become a, wanted me to become a wrestler. Like, I, I wanted to be one. I was like looking at schools back then, but that match was okay. I'm doing it 100. percent Fuck it. No <laughs> turning back at that point. Um, now, um, as a worker, it's probably Triple H and Undertaker at WrestleMania 26 in Atlanta. I think oh, it was. Yeah. It was their first. It, it was the one before their Hell in a Cell. Like their Hell in right. a Cell with Shawn Michaels as the referee was yeah. like the end of an era. I think that might. It was the match before that Atlanta because I was actually there in the crowd when that happened. Yeah. And it was just the perfect balance between like character work, psychology, and like big, crazy, awesome like spots. Mm-hmm. Right. That Definitely. match is so fucking good. Yeah. Probably close second to that, or close second and third are the two Shawn Michaels Undertaker matches, the previous mm-hmm. WrestleManias. Right. Yeah, that three-year run with Undertaker, man, he was having match of the year. Four even. Well, yeah, yeah. even four. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah he was Edge and Batista. Show. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's yeah, he, he, he is. Hands down, one of the top overall best workers. Definitely. Everything, just character, promos, presence, strikes, which is a big thing. Mm-hmm. You know, move set, creativity, just storytelling, like from segment to segment, match to match. He's fucking awesome. He is so fucking awesome. I can't say enough good things about Undertaker. He's awesome. The thing is, you know, I'm not a big guy, so I really can't emulate his style, but as a 
fan and worker, he's just so fucking good. He's so fucking good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Definitely is. All right, so we'll he's always, to, yeah. he's, he, the thing is, he's really cool with me. I've actually met him a few times backstage. Really? Oh, nice. Um, in, in 2011, um, he started CrossFit, and he saw my shirt because I was wearing one when I was an extra, and we started talking across it, and he talked to me like a regular guy. Right. And then when, when he took off, he's like, he's, he said to me, good luck, brother. Like, he... He treated me as an equal. I'm some no name indie scrub. He's who he is, and he treated me like, you know, eye level. Like we're 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 cool. That's right? awesome. Yeah. And then I was in that segment with Brock and Taker this past year. Yeah. Again, he shook my hand, looked me in the eyes, and said thanks. I mean, he was cool guy. Just a cool cool guy. Great worker. Can't say enough good things about him. A side little quick thing. We were at that Raw show when all you guys came out. Uh, and in, 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 in those segments, how surreal was that? How fun did that? Because we, that got the biggest pop from us in the yeah, crowd when sure. we saw all the guys. Yeah. Well, like, um, I kind of got warmed up to it the previous, like, back in April when I took the uh, RKO from Orton. Right. Now yep. that I ran in and got bummed and ran out and, you know, rolled out, and that took literally, like, two seconds. Right. The thing with Taker, you know, with, with him and Brock, for the time we ran out to the time we took Brock and Taker to the back was probably a good two, three minutes. And it was just intense, man. Oh yeah. I mean, all, all the boys are yelling. I have to grab Brock and it was just, it was insane. And I've watched the footage over and over again, watching for myself. And it's kind of funny. While I was, when I was, while I was running down the stage, I was actually in my head saying the lyrics to a slip on song. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Yeah. He yeah. probably had more screen time than the divas that night. <laughs> right. <there>. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so, okay. The next question then is who would you say was your biggest is, or was your biggest influence in this business, which again, may be hard to pinpoint a single one, but. Oh, sorry. Can you repeat that? You're coming out just a oh, little bit. Oh, sure. Yeah. Who would you say is your biggest influence in the wrestling business? <sighs> Man, I'd say my biggest probably is Regal. Because if okay. you watch the way I work, like the Europeans, the clubs, mm-hmm. you know, the yes. footwork, like the looking at the crowd and Josh like in the crowd, um, it's probably him. Okay. Um, yeah. But close second, probably Triple H, as far as like just ring presence, being a ring general, you know, psychology, um, trying to throw good punches, trying to be like intense and just, you know, good facials. After that, probably, I also would say Fitz Finley because he wrestles a very similar. To Regal, yeah, yeah he did. But as far as yeah. as far as a different style, um, and I don't wrestle his style at all, but probably Chris Jericho, um, because gotcha. he's a big guy that influenced me and wanted to be a wrestler when I was in you know college and high school. As far as just like you know, jaw jacking, you know, talking trash while you're wrestling, talking trash to a crowd, talking trash to the ref, just being like a jackass, you know, you know, having like a submission finisher and like an actual like you know finishing move. So Jericho's a big influence too, but number one, definitely William Regal. I've always thought he was underrated as far as like when people talk about the greats. Right. I said, man, William Regal never gets the. I feel like he's one of those top names of all time that just doesn't get that. Well, he's he he really works everybody. Yeah. I mean, he's the guy that works. You know, you know, Ric Flair and Anoki. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's. I mean, he's worked everybody. He and he's the like last true. Carney because he starred in those right. carnival circuits in England in like you know the you know late seventies early eighties. He's the last true Carney. It's awesome, and he's worked everybody. And the thing is, everybody knows him, everybody respects him. The position he's in now is perfect as you know talent relations and talent scouts and part of NXT. Like he is, he's the guy that will always give back for the day he dies. He is so fucking awesome. Again, another guy that I can can't put over enough. 
I, I love that guy to death. He's so fucking awesome. Yeah. So question number four, we will go with, uh, what is your favorite pro wrestling term? And and we're talking about like baby face, heel, things like that. What's your favorite term? And we've got some pretty interesting ones in the past, so feel free to get a little crazy if you want. Uh, gimmick. Gimmick, yeah. yeah. Okay. Like, I, I, I've gotten to the point where my girlfriend is saying gimmick now. Yes. I say it so goddamn much. Yeah. Or my friend Mark Hoffman, he says gimmick. Right. Because I, you know, I just... I say, what the fuck's with that gimmick? Or take that left turn gimmick. I mean, I just yeah. use it. It's such a useful so term, much. though. Yeah, it, it, it's just a person, place, or thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, right. It's great. That is exactly great. <laughs> okay, so the fifth one uh, that now this one is more of a hypothetical situation, and by more of a hypothetical situation, I mean it is a hypothetical <laughs> situation, not really a question. Right. But what we're going to do here is we are going to pretend that we're in a creative meeting, the three of us here, and we're going to book you. In your next big feud, and I'm talking mania main event level to the top, your next big feud with my podcast co-host T-Mac, and we need you to give us the storyline. Okay. So what – What? It, oh, wait. Need... I, I'm sorry. I, so if if I were to debut in WB or if this is like my WrestleMania moment, like what's the, the angle again? Yeah, this is – we're booking you in your next big feud that's going to take you to the top, like okay. mania main event level – against T-Mac, who, if you need some background story, we can fill you in, or if you just got something already that you've had against in the whole who? Against my podcast co-host, T-Mac. Oh. Yeah. Okay, give me a background <laughs> on him then. All right, so. So, all right, so, um, been a pro wrestling fan my entire mm-hmm. life. Uh, a lot of the people in, in the area know me because I do a lot of uh, MMA event coordinating, so all the, uh, the local... headset guy. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm the guy that's making sure it all runs and mm-hmm. uh, happens and all that kind of fun stuff. Um, he also does some CrossFit. Yeah, I do some CrossFit as well. I, I train at the uh, Grain Valley CrossFit Cerberus uh, down, okay. down there, so that's just a little bit about who I am. Mm-hmm. Yep, and he's a loud mouth sometimes. I am a loud mouth. And very, okay, and, and but, you're, very... but you're not like a train pro wrestler, correct? No, 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 no. no. And we, we and we got wrestle WrestleMania. <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. Well, I'm, well, I'm fucked. I got carrier fucking exactly. green hat. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, if you're a CrossFitter, I would just exploit the fuck out of that. We would probably just do a lot of CrossFit challenges. Yeah. Lead up to it, and I would book or like you know you come close to beating me, but just because I'm the best wrestler, you you I nearly beat you, and then along the way you get like. Remember how Eugene got trained from Raymond Regal and how he yes. got built up as like, you know, uh, what's his face? Um, Eric Bischoff's like nephew. Yep. And William yes. Regal, like, you know, trained him. Mm-hmm. Probably something like, you know, you get trained by like, you know, let's say Fitz Finley. Okay. And, right, like you that. know, I trash talk you, you try trash talk back, but I just keep bearing you for not being a wrestler. But you narrowly keep being me these CrossFit events and push me to my CrossFit limit. And then WrestleMania, you know, we have a great match near falls and you, you know, squeak out like a really you know, flash pin, and then you, you beat the established WB wrestler in your, you know, your first match ever in WrestleMania. Yes! Nice. Something like that. Yes, nice. Mark, you're the best. It's, it's, <laughs> uh, I, I know how good of a person you are when you, when you put over team. Yeah, because no one ever, ever wants no to, one ever wants to put me over. The whole thing is, like, you know, Jerry Lynn told me it's one of the best, one of the best things I've ever heard in wrestling. I've heard a lot of good things from different people, but it stuck with me really hard. The heel is a spring actor. You know, right. the, the heel loses. The heel, the, you know, good, good versus evil, the good always triumphs, generally speaking. So, um, so yeah, so as a supporting actor, my job is to get that bay face over as fuck as best I can. Even in a loss, yeah. you got to make the bay face look good. And as a heel, that's my responsibility. I don't sell merch. 
I don't, I don't get a lot of Facebook likes or followers, a lot of tweets. But as a heel, it's my job to make our people look better. So that's the philosophy, and that's, I'm sticking to it. Very well said. And I yeah. don't think there could have been a better comparison to T-Mac than the character of Eugene. I think that's <laughs> square 100%. Appreciate it. Thanks yeah, for the uh, warm words. Well, listen, man, we won't keep you any longer, but everybody can come out and see a Metro Pro, obviously, this Saturday night. Doors open at 6.15. There's a, a meet and greet with Jim Cornette earlier yes, than that. Yes, that is going to be – so a little bit of your Jim Cornette. So when I started in 01, I was getting trained, but my first seminar was 03 at OVW, and Cornette blew my freaking mind. He made that light bulb go off. Right? I, like I had a basic understanding of wrestling from like my trainers, but but the things Cornette said made that light bulb pow go off. Like I had a big epiphany at that camp, and since then I've met him several other times at our camps, like Ring of Honor. You know, OBW, right. like other of the, uh, sorry, other OBW camps since then. And there is nobody smarter to the history, the psychology, the booking, et cetera, than him. He is, again, like, like William Regal, one of my favorite people, and one of my, just because he's so goddamn smart and so helpful to anybody who wants to, to learn from him. He's, he's amazing. He is so, nice. yeah, he's cool. <laughs> he's, he's bad. I'm really excited to pick his brain Saturday. Awesome. Well, that should be good. And and I'm excited to see what we got the Battle of the Common Core versus the Washboard Core when you take on the Math Magician here. Uh, nice. So, so this should be good. And I'm excited yeah. for it. And everybody, I mean, if, if anybody listen hasn't been to a Metro Pro show, definitely go. They are amazing. It's They're always awesome. a great crowd. Yeah, I mean, yeah. We, we draw huge crowds. You know, the regulars know the characters. We have production, we have lights, we have interest music, we have just all different characters, rabid fans, cool matches, cool moves, good storytelling. You know, it's it's a, it is basically a mini WWE. Like we do, I I mean, we're obviously promoted by a guy Chris Scott who works with WWE. Mm-hmm. He knows what works, and what doesn't for TV and for live events. So yeah. we're 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 legit. You know, if we were like you know, if indie feds are ranked in top twenty five, like you know, like college football is, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah, you know, like college is like your know, amateurs, NFLs, pro. If we were a top twenty five school, we're definitely you know top five. In my of opinion. course, absolutely, I agree with that. Definitely. Well, thanks a lot for coming on, and uh, just everybody go check out Metro Pro. What else is there? Is there Twitters or anything like that? You said, you know, the heel, you don't yeah, do all that. Yeah, so but. Um, i trying to think. My Twitter handle is at XFITSterling, right. capital X, F-I-T, Sterling. Gotcha. Uh, my Facebook is facebook.com slash MarkSterling123. Got it. All right. Awesome. Well, we will see you Saturday night. Really looking forward to your match and really the entire event. So uh, we'll see you Saturday night kicking some ass. Cool. See you then. Thanks, guys. Appreciate your uh, your time. All right. Thank you. Yours, too. Yep. See you around. All right. Bye. How awesome, man. That was really great interviews. And you like how they melded together there with the cornet stuff? Right. That was really fun, man. That was really good, man. I don't know if there's much more we can say about it. We just got to. It was amazing. We just got to get out of here. We got to get out so we can take a break to reorganize our thoughts because man that was mm-hmm. a lot of information a lot of fun and, time and how apropos this music here somebody saturday night metro pro is getting their ass kicked mm-hmm. come on yeah but we'll take a break we'll come back and we're going to answer some listener emails when we return to the spanish announce table which is on spanish and when female servers draw a happy face on the bill their tips increase by 20 percent really? training topics network.com
Captain Awesome, did you hear the great news? Um, Rasselroos.com. Rasselroos.com, yeah. Now has a promo code that features us. Us? Yes. Awesome. 20% off your entire order if you use the promo code TABLE, table. at checkout. T-A-B-L-E. Yes, use it at checkout. 20% off your entire order? Even if it's on sale. Not on sale yes. items. Yeah. You got to be kidding me. So those three packs that he puts together, you can do that. The ones that you want just by 20%? themselves. 20%? 20% That's off. almost a fifth. That is almost a fifth, and it's just for listening to the show. Oh, I love it. Promo code TABLE. TABLE. Promo code TABLE. TABLE. Promo code TABLE. T-A-B-L-E. At checkout, 20% off your entire order. www.rasselroos.com. Yeah. T Max, battle raps. Yeah. Go, go, uh, what? Yeah. yeah, go. Here we go now. Here we go now. Uh, yeah. I can't hear the music. Spit in my it here. <laughs> yeah. You hear that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I ain't feeling this one. No, you, you're not feeling no, it. I ain't feeling it. Just your, one of your favorite wrestling teams. Yeah, I ain't feeling that shit. It's perfect because there's no I lyrics. I ain't feeling that shit, man. So. There ain't no battle rap, goddammit. Yeah, you're a country star now. Yeah, country star. It's country. country. I can't I can't flip flop like John Kerry. T Mac Twitter can't flip flop like John Kerry. <laughs> That's a political joke yeah. for those foreigners listening. And by foreigners we mean anyone not American. Because <laughs> we are assholes as a society. You're not American. That means you probably have decent health care and safe gun laws. All right. It is time for the emails. <laughs> You're right over there? Uh, yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. It is time for the emails. If you want to email the show, fucking do it. <laughs> You said yesterday that you were going to do it today. So just do, do it. Do it. It is tableshow at gmail.com. That's the email for you. To use. It's also the email to use if you want to send us a PayPal donation. Please? Cataclysmic uh, gave you 20 bucks for your birthday. Thank you, Cata. So, uh, yeah. Gotta so how do it. I get that? I don't know. I've got the card, I guess. We can get you some gas when you need when you can fill 20 bucks of gas. Boom. I like that idea. Yeah. 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 Let me know. Well, Speaking of Cataclysmic, we always kick out the emails. Hey. With, yeah. Before we get, did you send those shirts? Before we kick off, <laughs> did you send the shirts, man? I uh, uh, oh. did you? Send, I, we took out X amount of dollars, and we haven't. Are you jipping me? I <laughs> am uh, invoking my Fifth Amendment right. Are you? Are you jipping me here with this money? Because you took the money out. Cat, I, I got the money. I gotta send the shirts. <laughs> I haven't sent the shirts because I suck and I'm a bad friend. But it's all Team X fault. No, it isn't. Yeah. It's all Team X fault. It's not. It's his all, fault. All false. His fault. <laughs> Canna! <laughs> I gotta send those shirts. I really do. Yeah, man. I feel like a bad person now. Yeah. Canna! Motherfucking! Clismic! He says. Hey, yo. Canna's back, bitches! Kind regards, T Mac. Let's do what is up, you KC dorks? It's Santa! 
So this week I want to talk WWE 24 NXT Brooklyn. Really good. Let's all take a moment of silence to appreciate how fucking stupid Michael Hayes looked in that with his <laughs> shitty purple suit and fanny pack. That's what he does, man. Let's moment of silence. Anyways, I love the entire thing. Loved all the backstage stuff and really made me feel proud to be an NXT fan. Hashtag we are NXT. Raw, I thought, was so forgettable. Hours after watching, I literally struggled in remembering what I had watched and was wondering where the three hours went. I disagree. I remember a lot of things. That's you saying that, not the email. Gotcha. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Now that that's out of the way, it's time. It's time. What? Listen up, you dorky dorks. It's cataclysmic story time. What? Get your crayon and some paper because you're going to need it. He's going to do a... Uh... Oh, man, really? Yeah. I, I thought we were just... I thought this was a rib. No. Okay. Are you ready? No. Hallmark always does T-Mac story time where he gives T-Mac a bunch of things that he has to use. A bunch of uh, names and things he has to use to create a storyline. Right? And then I'm, gives him freely way to use those as he I'm pleases. I'm interested in this because right? he could really shit on this yeah. whole idea. All right, so here we go. Ready? Uh, okay. The New Japan Dojo. New Japan Dojo. Mm-hmm. Dojo. Mm-hmm. 12 strawberries dipped in white chocolate. You were making a mockery of this. <laughs> no, this is serious, man. Dipped in what? White chocolate. Why has it got to be white? Yeah, why has it got to be white chocolate? Ric Flair's third ex-wife. This is the hardest one ever. I'm interested to see how this works. Okay, hold on. Mm-hmm. Flair's third ex-wife. Flair's third. Third ex-wife. Ex. <laughs> the parachute T-Mac will use when he goes skydiving. Parachute I use. Mm-hmm. Shoot. I can't even type. Can't even type because you're writing. I'm tired. A butcher's knife. (laughs) Butcher's knife. Uh huh. Butcher's knife. Minoru Suzuki. Suzuki. Colt Cabana Studio apartment. You ready? Mm-hmm. The rope Chris Benoit used to hang himself. Are we fucking serious <laughs> with this? <laughs> the, are we serious? <laughs> you got hey, man. Man, come on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is. Uh-huh. Yeah, you ready? Another one? Cause Clash of the Champions. Of course. Fucking of course. Why not? Yeah, why not? Yeah. Are you just... <laughs> damn. A, the trunk of an elephant. <laughs> Are we... God damn, guys. <laughs> I'm going to see if you can come up with something. Oh, I will. All damn right. it. Out of spite. Out of spite. Andre the Giant's corpse. Uh, how many are there? <laughs> There's a lot. Andre, <laughs> dead body. Anderson Silva. Fuck. Yep. 
A gold Rolex watch? God, Jesus. Okay. Anything else? A Bible. <laughs> A PlayStation 4 console. Braun Strowman. Zass hair. Are you serious? <laughs> That's what it says. Braun Strowman's ass hair. <laughs> Pages. Right tit. And last but certainly not least. Can you guess? Hold on. Fondango. Fondango. God, this is the hardest. And one. go. He says, it's okay, Mackie, just pulling your chain. <laughs> oh, I, got I legit wrote yeah. all this shit out. Can you try it? You want to try yeah, it? Yeah, let's yeah, try it. it. All right. Fuck it. Let's yeah, try it. Okay. Right. So we start off in Colt, Cabana, Colt Cabana's studio apartment. Studio apartment. apartment. Right. And he has Braun Strowman on as a guest. Yeah. Okay. And they start off the interview because, you know, he doesn't start it off with, hey, welcome in. It's yeah, kind of no, like in-mid like, conversation, yeah, right? right? Yeah, they so the first thing you hear Colt Cabana say in a studio apartment to Braun Strowman is, what is with all your ass hair? Yeah. Right? Right. So Braun Strowman's like, eh, oh, that was fucking uh, Hairy guy. Hairy guy, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then Braun Strowman. A lot of potatoes. Right. right and Braun yeah. Strowman goes, you know, as a gift, because as a guest, you should always yeah, present yeah. a gift right. to whoever's hosting you. Yeah, yeah. I present you 12 strawberries dipped in white chocolate. Yeah. And he goes, oh, well, thank you so Thanks, much. Guy. Yeah, yeah. He's like, nice. thank you so much. He goes, but the only way you eat. 12 strawberries dipped in white chocolate is with a butcher's knife. Yeah, you got it. Yeah. And so, he, and so he cuts all cuts of the butcher knife. Just rapid fire, too. Just right. Right. And so they're, just, they're just talking. Yep, just, talking, just talking. Talk, and talk, Cole Cabana's like, hey, you know, what's your uh, favorite match of all time? Like, or yeah. do you have event? Do you have anything? He's like, Clash of Champions. Clash of the Champions. I fucking love Clash of Champions. Yep. And I actually really loved it so much that anytime I get on my PS4, yep. I fucking watch Clash yeah. of Champions. I use my PlayStation 4 console. Right. Yep. Yeah. I go on the, yep, I watch. Yep. And Colt Cabana's just going with the interview, but his ratings have been struggling. Yeah, right? Definitely. So he's like. Because the Spanish announce table is taking all yeah, his listeners. It really has. Really has. Yeah, it really has. And so he's like, let's do something out of the box. Braun Strowman's like, what? Cole Cabana's like, you're fucking huge. Yeah, like, you're yeah, a big guy. You're a big guy. Yep. He's like, well, I did something. Mm. Braun Strowman goes, well, what'd you do? Cole Cabana says, all right. I dug up Andre the Giant's dead corpse. He got his corpse chilling in the other room. And he goes, and by what? chilling, I mean room temperature. Right. And he goes, what? He goes, I want to see how big you are to Compared the corpse of Andre the Giant. And he goes, well, how the fuck did you get that Andre the Giant out? Yeah. He goes, well, I used the strongest thing known to man, the rope that Chris Benoit <laughs> used <laughs> to kill himself. <laughs> he goes, well, Jesus Christ, that's fucking amazing. Oh, damn, man. Yeah. That's pretty this awesome. This is the best podcast yeah. ever. <laughs> this is the best podcast ever. <laughs> but look. I'm a religious man, Braun Strowman says. And I know you're not. You're an atheist, Colt Cabana, and that's cool. You can do whatever you want. I don't care uh, about it. I thought he was Jewish. Oh, I, thought he was, I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know. And he goes, before I do any of this, give me a moment. This is all on the podcast. He yeah, goes, give of me course. A yeah. He goes, give me a moment. I got to just put a hand on a Bible. Gotta, yeah, I got to consult my Bible. And he goes, okay. So then as they're uh, talk, or as Braun Strowman leaves, Colt Cabana is like having to fill time kind of like what I'm doing right now. And he's like, 
Uh, hey guys, you know, and he gets a call on his cell phone. Yeah, from Fandango. From Fandango. Fandango's like, dude, you're doing this to a WWE wrestler. Like, yeah. this isn't an independent guy. You're gonna get him fired. Yeah, he's gonna get fired. And Kogabank goes, he's choosing to do it. It's not me. Like yeah. I just I... said, you could do it, and he said yes. Fandango hangs up. You bastard. Yeah. So Braun Strowman comes back, and uh, where am I? Where am I? Oh, and then uh, Braun Strowman says, okay, put the fucking body up. Yeah, let's so see. So puts it. the body up, and Braun Strowman stands next to it, and it's hilarious. Yeah, oh, everyone's loving it. Oh, my God, oh, my God. Doing it on YouTube. Right. So the episode drops. Yep. Right? Yep. And uh, it drops on Thursdays. Of course. And that Monday, Braun Strowman's released from the WWE. Oh, yeah, he's And done. so is Fondongo for listening to Colt Cabana because now he ratted himself. called him and he was yeah, like, yep, yep, yep. So, he didn't put a stop to it. Right, he didn't put a stop to it. So they're both fired. 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 Done. So now they're fucked. Yep, they're fucked. Right. F-U-C-T fucked. So where do they go? Well, they don't want to go to T- TNA. Yeah, of course not. They're not going TNA's to GF- dead. Yeah, they're not going to GFW. No, that's Jarrett. So they got to go to the second biggest arenas that there is. That's New Japan. New Japan. So they show up at the New Japan dojo. Dojo. And Suzuki's there. Yep. Yep. Suzuki's like, hey, what's hey, up, what's guys? What's up, guys? That's what's exactly what it says. Hey, hey, hey. Kenichiwa. Yeah. You know, and so, uh, what's up, fuckers? Yeah, what's up, egg rolls? Yeah, I don't know what he says. Um, and he's like, what are you doing here? What's he's up, like, you duck sauce motherfuckers? And he goes, well, what so are you doing? Racist, right. it's, all good. It's, all <laughs> it's all good. 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 It's a matter of your opinion. Yep. yep. Uh, he goes, what are you guys doing here? He goes, well, we fucking lost our job. What the fuck can we do here? What like, the fuck are we supposed to do? Suzuki says, what in the fuck are we doing here? Exactly. And he goes, well, so, so Suzuki goes, look, you have nuclear heat on you right now. Nuclear. Because actually I did hear about it. I just wanted to see if you were going to tell me the truth. Yeah. Right. And you did. So I have that, eyes everywhere. So he goes, Suzuki says, so being a trainer here at the dojo, you have nuclear heat on you, but you were man enough to tell me the truth. You didn't lie. So I'll give you a job training guys. Braun Strowman says, okay. So they're training guys, they're training guys, and the gym's just not taking off because it doesn't have any potential. Like, all the guys are good, but just no star power. Nobody's going to, yeah, nobody's got that charisma. So Fondango says, let me make a call. I know someone who wants to be a pro wrestler. Yep, he's he's wanted it his whole life. He's wanted it his whole life. Never told anybody but me. Now, Fondango. And we're friends because I go to all of his fights in Vegas. Yep. And he goes, now his fighting career's over because he's suspended for taking steroids. Yep. Steroids are great over here. I'm calling Anderson Silva. Anderson Silva. So he calls up Anderson Silva and he goes, hey, be a student. This is your chance. Come I'll here. give you a yep. deal, yada, yada, yada. Be a student. So he, Anderson Silva flies over to Japan. He's already been there for a while because yep. he, he fought in pride and he's one of the greatest fighters of all time. He's fought there many times. So Braun Strowman and Fondango are uh, training Anderson Silva to be a pro wrestler, right? Yeah. And... uh then we hear, after about six months, Braun Strowman and Fondango, who go by new names, mm-hmm. Axe and Smash. Axe and Smash. Axe and Fan Smash. Axe and Fan Smash. Smash Dongo. Smash Dongo, yeah, Smash Dongo. <laughs> they, they say, hey, we're bringing in the next high high prospect here to New Japan. We're bringing in Anderson Silva. Anderson he Silva. Debut. Debut. Next week, Anderson. his debut yeah. is... So I hear this. No, T-Mac hears I this. I hear it. T-Mac yeah. hears this. And I go, well, motherfucker. I got to watch this. I got to watch this. So what do I do? 
get into a plane and I fly over to Japan. Yeah. Well, I'm fucking scared and I need something that has security to me. Yeah. One, it's familiar. And two, it'll help me because I don't trust planes all the time. So I bring my parachute. Bring your parachute. As my carry-on. Right. So as I go, 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 go. Plane starts to. I say, "Fuck it!" I just open the door. Woo. I get, yeah. Well, I get, yeah. I get, I get uh, too crazy. I, yeah, I yeah. jump the gun. Jo- oh no! The, the plane was fine. The oh, plane was fine. Yeah, I yeah. just freaked yeah, out. Yeah, you just freaked out. So I go down. Yep. Woo. Yeah, just. This is amazing! Oh, oh my god! god. <laughs> and then I everything land. has meaning. And I land in Tokyo. Yep, right in the smack dab in the middle of Tokyo. And I get hit by a car. Break my foot. <laughs> okay. Right. Right. So I limp my ass all the way. To New Japan's fucking show. Yeah, to the New Japan show, right. And Braun Strowman notices me. He's like, hey. Hey, American. First off, one, why are you so tall? Oh, that's right, because everyone else here is short. And two, that's how I noticed you. And three, why are you limping? And what are you doing here? <laughs> okay. And I say, no, we're not racist at all. And I say, well, obviously, uh, I want to see Anderson Silva's debut. Yeah. Who's he wrestling? Braun, please tell me. We're, we're both. They're yeah. Axe. Yeah, Axe. We're both Americans, so obviously we're friends because yeah. that means yeah. everything because if you look alike, then you're friends. Right. right? That's how we're, we're American. And right. All Americans people, are friends. Yeah. Right? We're Don't Americans. you notice our guns? Yeah. Anyhow. Our guns? Yeah. Yeah. Anyhow, so he goes. Look at my guns. He goes, Anderson pew, Silva's. Pew, pew. He's He's wrestling. Yeah. Suzuki. So it's Anderson right. Silva versus Suzuki. And Anderson yep. Silva's first match. And I'm there, and I'm. Fucking yeah, just, ringside. Yeah. And for some fucking reason, I thought it'd be funny to have a 10. Fucking 10. Sign yep, for ten. everything he does. So it Anderson says Silva comes fucking up, 10 on fucking it. Fucking 10. And no one can read yeah. English because they're yeah, dumb no, over yeah. there. Oh and <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, if you want to give me this bullshit yeah, shit, yeah, this I'm going to get it. Yeah, yeah, all right. So, okay, all right. And so Anderson Silva goes. And he wins his debut match over Suzuki with the help of Braun Strowman and Fondango. Axe and Smash Dongo. Axe and Smash Dongo. And I'm there, and I say, Anderson Silva, remember in 2007, or excuse me, 2010 when I saw you in St. Louis and you were cornering Feijal? And he goes, yeah, I do, and you're awesome. And we high-five, and you fade to black. Yeah, and you guys probably make out, too. Nope. We pummel. <laughs> pummel. We, we pummel all night. All right. Cup his balls. Why would I cup his balls? All right, so now, wait a minute. Everything was used. No. Yeah, it was. Fondango. You didn't use a gold Rolex watch. Oh, shit, and I was wearing a gold Rolex watch, and on the plane, Paige was there, Uh huh. and I said, Paige, you're my pale princess. She goes, I always knew. She pulled out her right tip. But she goes, hold on. Uh, We're in public. Yeah. I will be your pale princess, Mm -hmm. but- People might see. Did you hear about Fondango and Braun Strowman? Hear about they Axe and Smash Dongo? Well, they got they got <laughs> yeah, fired. They got fired. So this is all I'll do for you. And she just exposed her right tit, and then she put it back yep, up. Yep, yep, And then you got slapped by Ric Flair's third ex-wife who was sitting in the seat next oh, to Oh, yeah! Yeah. And yeah, that stupid bitch was there. And she's like, <laughs> got to find another wrestler to make money off of because I hate working. I'm a female. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Anyways, thanks for always putting out this fine show. Too bad about Tweet the Table, rest of the best. Shall I eulogize that show for you guys? No, you st- it's Or are you going- still putting that out? Because it's dying, fellas. Fuck it. Santa! Well, hold on. What's dying about it's it? Not dying. We're still getting paid for it. But what's dying? Are we just not doing a good job? Yeah, we're not. Tell us. Yeah, do you not like it anymore? Or do you just think- Yeah, because the posting of the show it has nothing to do with us. Yeah. Just FYI. Yeah. And that's a fact. Right. Um, 
And I did pretty well with all these fucking bullshit things. Yeah, that did really well. <laughs> P.S. Glad your shoot opened, Mackie. I can't imagine a world without your humor. Hey, man. Thanks a lot. Yeah. Nice. Cataclysm. Hopefully you like that humor because I was trying to be as a as as that worked out good. I wouldn't have done as well of a job. I was sure. trying to be as offensive as possible. Yeah, let's do Katie the first. Lady. What's up? I thought Raw was good this week. Lots of great matches, a great Boston crowd, and awesome that New Day ended the show. I watched the WWE 24 NXT special and a great behind the scenes look at how NXT has evolved to what it is today. Did you watch that first no. off? Not yet. Okay. And speaking of NXT TakeOver, is this week, any thoughts about the matches and what are you looking forward to see? Obviously, I'm excited for Sasha and Bayley's main event, Iron Woman 30 Minutes. Do you think they'll top Brooklyn? We'll find out, and I'll let you know. Talk to you next week. Later. Katie, the first lady. Uh, let's go back because that was a lot of stuff. Um, Raw was good. Uh, I'm looking forward to, obviously, the main event. I'm looking forward to also what Enzo and Cass are even going to do because they're getting lost in the shuffle because I they thought are. they were going to, like, debut, but now they're just another team. They're just doing nothing, really. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it's just so like, I'm looking forward to that because they're my favorites, and I don't care what you say, but they are. Um, and that was, that was pretty good. Yeah. 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 And, no, I don't think it'll be – I think it'll be uh, – I don't think it'll be as good as Brooklyn. I think they caught magic in a bottle there. With, yeah. with that, and I don't know they can duplicate it. And my London, favorite thing though? about when the they go to London, right? But my favorite thing about the whole NXT 24 Brooklyn thing, and hopefully you watch it soon, yep. is Seth Rollins got emotional during the Bailey and yeah. Sasha Banks and cried. Oh, yeah. almost cried. Yeah, and I thought that was really Seth special because cool, no one was like showing him, you know what I mean? Yeah. He didn't know a camera was no, on him, yeah. I don't think so. Yeah. It was good, yeah. All right, Katie, Katie, I like Katie, I do too. Now we'll move on to the Hallmark of Sweden. Hey, Cap'n Mac. Hello. I'm going to try and keep it short this week since it's 1 a.m. here and I've been up since 5.15 a.m. Done that before. I don't know Sucks. if you've noticed or will notice in hashtag tweet the table, but I didn't hashtag tweet the table as much as I usually do, and for that I'm sorry. But honestly, I've been in a bit of a wrestling slump over the past week or so. Dog days. I've watched everything important WWE-related, Raw, NXT, and the MSG show, but nothing really piqued my interest. The most interesting wrestling-related thing this week to me was Table for Three with Dolph Ziggler, Daniel Bryan, and Ryback. Oh, I didn't see this yet either. I got some shit to watch. DB really made Ryback look like a punk bitch. Mm-hmm. I'm having so much fun thinking of DB, Ryback, and Cody Rhodes sharing a car, and DB and Cody just mentally abuses Ryback. No T-Mac story time this week. If that upsets you, please let me know. As always, thank you tremendously for the five-star podcast each and every week. Dickface! Out. Oh. D- dick face. Dick face. Dick face. Damn, I'm tired. <laughs> um, uh, no, we're, that the, doesn't bother us on the uh, T Mac story time. If you if you don't have it that week, you don't have it. And plus, uh, Kata gave us. This, all right, uh, so yeah. he picked up your slack for yeah. this week. Um, I gotta see this table for three. I like that with the, with the new day. And man. they did a Divas one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. With yeah, Medusa, yeah, yeah. Um, Ivory, yeah, and uh, Molly Holly, and yeah. Medusa and Molly Holly because of their WCW days. Because they were part of the Macho uh, Man stable, yeah. they had a good connection. And Ivory's just a little fucking spark plug, and I mm-hmm, like her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like that. All right, you ready to move on? Mm-hmm. Cock. Hey guys, Cock here. Now before we begin, I don't know how I'm going to write this, so I'm just going to write as the thoughts come to my mind. Good. No jokes, no comedy, 
Just a bit of a serious discussion. All right. Side note, it will probably sound really nerdy, but whatever. With that being said, it might be long, but I'll start with a question for you two. What was your first wrestling love? Promotion? Feud? Wrestler? What grabbed your attention to wrestling? For me, it was a unique promotion from Nashville called TNA. So what was yours? Mine was Hogan. Mine was Hogan because my parents were going through a divorce, and Mm. he was that say your prayers, eat your vitamins, uh, try your best kind of thing. all positive. Right, and when my fucking alcoholic dad and my mom are fucking like throwing down, I'm like, well, got to escape that reality, so let's go to this where this fucking steroided, I didn't know at the time, but this freak of nature is throwing around guys like Earthquake and everyone else. I'm going to go to that, and then... From there, you know, you see the Ultimate Warrior with the colors and all that stuff. So started with Hogan and then the supporting cast with Hogan yeah. and Macho and Perfect and all those guys caught my attention as well. Well, let me make you feel old by reading the rest of this uh, cocky mail. <laughs> my eyes first saw TNA in late 2004. I was six years old. So I w- How old were you? Just let's be honest. 24. I was 18. Yeah. It was the first glimpse of wrestling I ever saw. He was six years old. He was the difference between what we... (laughs) Anyway, it was the first glimpse of wrestling I ever saw. I would sit in my grandfather's lap and watch as the likes of AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, and Raven battle it out. Six years old sounds young, right? Mm -hmm. And I agree, it probably was way too young, but it molded me into the person I am. I was three. Who next year will move to Melbourne halfway across the country to give pro wrestling a shot. He is? Yeah. Good for you. And for a long time, wrestling was me and grandpa's little secret. I had my favorites growing up. For me, my two guys were Styles and Monty Brown. Hey, fuck me, right? (laughs) Monty Brown. (laughs) Dan the Cannon. (laughs) But as a kid, he was so electric. I couldn't help but cheer for him. The guy I hated the most was Samoa Joe. Really? And as a kid, I truly was frightened of this Samoan. As a kid, I would hide behind the couch as Joe made his way to the ring. Four years later, at the age of 10, I discovered that TNA wasn't the only promotion in the world. But instead, there was something called WWE. As a kid growing up on Just TNA, I had no interest in watching, but as I got older, I quickly became more of a fan of WWE. For the sake of time, I'm going to skip ahead a bit and transition to modern-day TNA. I'm 17 years old, and 11 years have passed. I finished watching Bound for Glory, and I'm truly disappointed with TNA. Who really wants to see Matt Hardy as TNA champ? Really? Who? Not me, and most likely not you. He was put in that match only a week before the pay-per-view. What buildup is that? I went through the highs and the lows with this company. Watching the greatest match of all time was Styles versus Joe versus Daniels. Mm-hmm. I totally agree. The rise of EC3, Angle versus Joe, the debut of Sting, the X Division, the awesome cage match between America's Most Wanted and Triple X. Yes. I saw everything for 11 years. Beer money. But now I quit. I'll watch the death of TNA on the sidelines. What once was a true alternative to the WWE and at one point was the best wrestling every week is now is this. I don't want this email to end on a sour note because even though TNA gave me a shitty 2015, it gave me a great 10 years that I will remember forever. It was the reason that I I chose to do this for a living and the reason I fell in love with wrestling. So I end with a question. What is your favorite TNA moment? Mm -hmm. Let's not TNA end themselves on a sour note, but instead Mm -hmm. let's celebrate what was something special cock gone damn good email all right man. you go first with wow. the yeah that was amazing very good 
was really good. Any TNA favorite moments? The, one of my favorite moments is the first time I watched it. I had heard of TNA, mm-hmm. and I knew it existed mm-hmm. through, you know, this is like, you know, I mean, it was 2004 maybe, so like internet's coming along, mm-hmm. right? It's getting better, you know, more and more access, but things like Facebook and Twitter don't exist yet. And uh, Well, they do, just not at this level. Right, exactly. Right, like, yeah. you don't just have them. Yeah. Uh, they're out there. Uh, so, I like, through the magazines, I knew TNA existed. I'd heard of AJ Styles, and I knew some other people were over there. Uh, and I finally, like, I get out of my military training, and I get a place. You know, my wife and kid are there now, and we got settled, and we get cable. So now I'm like, all right. I'm like, oh, TNA's on a Spike mm-hmm. TV. I'm going to watch it first fucking thing i was like this is awesome the mm-hmm. x division pd williams doing the canadian destroyer oh yeah all the the six-sided ring all the fucking flying around it literally was that true alternative it was yes mm-hmm. so that was a huge moment and then shortly thereafter as i'm watching i don't know how long much time had passed but not much because i didn't live in this place for that long but i remember surprise to me christian cage who christian was always one of my favorite wrestlers i was like oh my god mm-hmm. this is great so those were there uh Petey Pump will always stick out in my mind right. for whatever reason. That sounds odd, I know. No, it was great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, beer money. I love beer money. Yeah. There's a lot. TNA did a lot of great things. Oh, yeah. A lot of great things. And then a lot of great moments. The fuck, even even when they sucked. They still had uh, something you could look to. Even uh, um, what was the team of uh, uh, Daniels and, and uh, Kazarian? What was their name? Bad Influence. Bad Influence. Yeah, you had Bad Influence. Yeah. Dressing up like Dumb and Dumber. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, they've had some great moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, and I agree with that. Like, in the end, I'll remember, like, they just never could get their shit together as a company. Oh, yeah. But they had some great wrestlers come through there, do some great angles and some great matches. Yeah. Yeah, for me, it was, I remember, I don't know if you We're guys- We're saying it like they're dead. They are. Yeah. They are. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if you guys- ever watched this but i remember tna actually being on fox sports on delay it would be like after the best damn sports show oh, period no, yeah, okay. and then they would have like monty brown and jeff jarrett interact with tom arnold and gary payton and all these like hosts of the show monty brown right they would yeah and then they would do i remember when he probably scott, set all that up right and yeah. i remember when scott hall and kevin nash uh, and Jeff Jarrett were doing like the Kings of Wrestling or something right, like that, right. but that wasn't paying. I didn't pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, what yeah. I paid attention to was AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe, Petey Williams, Jay Lethal. Remember when Jay, Jay Lethal. Lethal and Ric Flair had yes. their fucking? That might be one. Of, that's one of my favorite wrestling moments ever. Exactly, that moment ever. was awesome. Yes, and then even going farther than that, outside of just what we saw on TV. Two of my favorite sh- shows that I've ever been to are TNA shows. The first one was the first TNA show I ever went to. Uh, it was the main event was Kurt Angle versus Christian Cage. Yeah. The uh, co-main event, I guess you could say, was Team 3D versus LAX. Remember LAX, LAX. With, with Conan? Yeah, yeah, all that shit. And fucking me and the Dudleys were going back. Bubba Ray said, "You want to kick my ass? I'll kick your ass." To me, know. seeing Bully Ray as the top heel, like saying, "Like this guy could be like in oh, WWE." Yeah. I know they won't because he's old, right? But he could be the top heel, putting guys over right. easy. 
Yep. Definitely. And so that show, and I met Kurt Angle, and then the second show that I went to, I was fan of the night, and I got a sticker, yep. and I got yep. to meet Kurt Angle again. I met Kazarian. I met Christopher Daniels. I met Abyss. I met Angelina Love. I met Jay. No, I didn't meet Jay Lethal. I met Elijah Burke. I met all of them. They're fucking my awesome. Bud. Yeah, my name's yeah yeah. Fuck him. I hate that guy. <laughs> Fun quick story. I go up to him. I said, "Hey, Bud, could you sign this?" He goes, "My name's not Bud." And I almost took it back from him. But I was like. Sign the shit, you fucking countless <laughs> waste of shit. I said, hey, bud, because it was fucking yeah, nine yeah, you people. Don't, like you say, yeah, chief, bud, yeah. pal, bud. Dick. Yeah. I hope he fucking dies alone. Yeah. Anyhow. Um, hope he has a bad Christmas. Yeah, I hope he has a bad Christmas and horrible credit. Well, he will when TNA folds and he loses yeah. his job. But, like, and then remember when Kurt Angle debuted for TNA yeah. and you had that, like, hope? Yeah. And then the yeah, fucking yeah. headbutt? Remember, yeah, and yeah. then Samoa Joe gets up and says, you motherfucker. And you go, like, what the fuck? Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember the first time they went live on Monday night to go up against yep. Raw? Yep. And I know WWE killed it because they said, guess what? We see what you're going to do. We're going to put Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels in the same ring. So go suck a dick. But TNA tried really hard, and I thought they had a really good show. They had RVD versus Sting they for looked, the first they time. They brought on Hulk Hogan. Which- Hulk Hogan came out. It- if you, anybody, nobody would have said, no, nah, don't bring Hulk Hogan. He's getting, now right. he would. Now, but back but then, they, yeah. I mean, that that's was, a big news. Yeah. yeah. And then, yeah, RVD versus Sting was for the first time. Jeff Hardy came in. Yeah, they did so much cool shit. Beer Money was awesome. The Canadian Destroyer. Uh, fucking Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Uh, most of our Steiner clips. <laughs> TNA. Come TNA, yeah. Tomko. Remember when Tomko was something? Play it. He's still a fat bastard. Fat! God, yes! This all is all this, TNA. All this. You wanna work out with me? I'm gonna beat Small yeah. Joe worse than I've ever been before. Yeah. See, I would have stopped it tonight, but I was in the bathroom taking a dump. Take your clothes off and lay on that bench. Whoa. I mean, just. You got that? Now go take your clothes off. I'm working off. It's just great. Yeah. So, TNA is a live show. Made something just. It resonated with me, and they did have some really cool moments. But I will agree with you. Uh, the the greatest pure match to me, AJ Styles, Christopher Daniels, Samoa Joe. Unbreakable. Man, cock. What a good email. And they were bringing in MMA guys sometimes, like Tito Ortiz was a special guest uh, Ken referee. Ken Shamrock was their first champion. Ken Shamrock was their first champion. At this rate, he's going to be the last one. Your favorite storyline when they brought in Rampage and Tito Ortiz. Yeah, my favorite storyline. <laughs> Teats and Paige, man. Uh, Karen Angle was something, and she was hot. Karen Angle, yeah. Yeah. Hey, we saw that whole, yeah. she became Karen Jarrett before right. her very eyes. And it was okay. Ooh, yeah. Even the main event mafia, look at that. It's Sting, Kurt Angle, Booker T, Kevin Nash. Yeah. Who else? There's a fifth one. Who, who'd you say, Booker Sting, T? Kurt Angle, Sting, Kurt Kevin Angle. Nash, Booker T. Scott Steiner. Scott Steiner. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and oh god, threats! So awesome That's at great. times, at times. And you're right. There were times where, for weeks, if not months at a time, TNA was the better product. During this 116 weeks, we've said it though, a couple different times. Yeah, it's 115 episodes, but 116 weeks, we've said like TNA was a better show this week. Yeah, and we said it a couple times in a row. Yeah, and and different times, and then Spud. But it was, but it was always that oh Spud. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. then, you and know, the rise of EC3, yeah. Even when they've sucked, they've managed to do some great things, but they just never could put it all together for a big push. And it's hard. I get it. You're going up against a fucking megapolis. You know what I mean? Like it's bromance. Bromance was great. DJ Z. Z. Yeah. DJ Z. Yeah. DJ Z. Yeah. God. Yeah. There was a lot. R.I.P. 
R-I-P. Oh, and The then- Joker Sting. They finally got Sting to change his fucking persona. Well, they got another guy to change his persona, and it was the worst thing of all fucking time. The fucking menagerie? So <laughs> no. One of the greatest, one of, you guys consider one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, changed everything about him, oh. including his oh, fucking yeah, yeah. name. And then this. Do you know who I am? Just great. At times. At times. All right, we'll move on. Final one. What's up, Captain Awesome and Teen Heck? One of the three faces of Jeebs here. Are you ready? I got my headphones away from my ears so you don't yell at them. PGBL. Oh, okay. <laughs> back with some wrestling goodness for your podcast. On Periscope, you were probably afraid. Yeah. Hopefully, you are having a great week. And now on to wrestling. Question the the month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a one TH. How long do you think it will be until the Divas title will be replaced by the woman's title, if at all? I think there's a movement that even people within the company, if you watch that uh, Divas roundtable, they shit all over the word Diva. Yeah. And I think there's a movement. I would say a but, year. A year. But that brand, Divas, is huge for them. I mean, they have Total Divas. They sell Divas merchandise. You know who, and you guys can shit on this idea, but you know who would be the perfect person to change that mm. is if a heel... Page wins the title yeah. and says, I am a woman. I just, uh, you know, I think they're still going to use the term divas to, they'll be superstars and divas because they're not going to say women's wrestlers because they don't say wrestlers. But I bet you we see the women's championship. Yeah, they could be divas and still right. have a women's championship. Right. Yeah. yeah. Question the tooth. <laughs> he spelled out tooth. <laughs> like T O O, like a tooth. You get it, too. I do. TNA no longer have a TV deal in the U.S. and have tours to the U.K. and India planned in the next six months. How long can they survive without being on TV? Kurt Angle even had good matches with Desmond Wolf. Yeah. God. And even had one good match with uh, fucking Ken Anderson, Fortune and that guy sucks at everything. was a great idea when it started, and then just, you know, that turned out. But Yeah. Uh, how long do I think what'll last? TNA without TV. Now, well, you see the news. There's rumors they're talking to eight months. Cable. Eight months. Yeah, if they never got TV, eight months touring around, and then they're just running out of money. You can't travel internationally like that. They, and, and I went money. to a show one time in Wichita. I've been to five TNA shows. One show in Wichita, which is three hours away from where I live, I drove in a snowstorm. I met AJ Styles and Samoa Joe, and I got to hold the TNA Heavyweight Championship. But anyhow, uh, but there is legitimately. And I'm not kidding you, less than 60 people. Yeah. And the main event was Joe versus AJ for the title. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be new when they go overseas now. Like India and London will be big pops. But after a couple of months, it gets routine, and you can't keep traveling like that and make money. They learned that when they tried to go on the road. Mm-hmm. Which doesn't happen. As always, thanks for the podcast goodness each and every week. Stay classy, Spanish nouns tablers. Later. Jeebs about that man i like that jeebs guy that's a good guy i like that fucking guy t-mac it's time to give us three things here we go three and those will be three p's three p's either positive or patient i can do all of one or the other or i can mix it like i'm doing tonight so three p's first p is a positive a positive kevin owens as intercontinental champ i like it his heel comments during his match on raw was so fucking awesome when he's like 
A 12-year-old has no business ringside when yeah. he said that to uh, fucking Callisto. Yeah. I love it. And yeah. he squash matched him. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was good. Yes. I like it. Good. Now, Lucha Dragons, they're awesome still. I think they just need to do more tag team stuff. Yes. Just keep Just do tag teams because yep. they're fun. Yep. Two, it's both. Ooh. Positive and a patient. Okay. More positive, but underlying patient. It's a positient. Yep. Underlying patient, but mostly positive. Summer Ray proposing. You're be patiently positive on this. Yes. One. Summer Ray proposing. I like that one a well, lot. Well, here's my thing. In the future, I am patient, but that was done really well. Yeah. And I like, again, you guys do the whole. It adds another layer. What are they going to do next? Someone write in next week. Yeah. If you hate this, if you hate the storyline, I want you to do this. I want you to write in what will be the next step. Because guess what? I can write in or tell you next week on the podcast. Who's going to win between Seth Rollins and Kane? Yeah. Know what I'm saying? Yeah. So do you want Seth Rollins and Kane, or do you want some fucking layers? I like this. Ruru, his reaction, he's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's like, whoa, wait, what? Like, I mean, he looked genuinely shocked. Like, he's good. And if they choose to, which I don't think they will because that's too complex of writing, but if they choose to, and I'm going into my third P, and it's a positive, Ziggler versus Cena yes. feud. You can get Rusev back in this because yes. if Ziggler and Cena kind of feud and the Nikki Bella thing's yep, brought up yep. and Lana comes back yes. and Lana gets dumped yep. or Lana dumps Ziggler, yep. Rusev's here Rusev's and here. then Rusev Summer has Ray's Summer Rae and then what's Summer Rae and Lana going to do yep. and then what's Nikki going to do? And Dolph's been and fucking Dolph's flirting with her. See how many layers yes. of awesome yes. like, excitement. What now, if all of this is a big thing to get Dolph Ziggler over? That's what I'm saying. And- Let's be honest. Here's the patient part. Is any of this really going to happen? Probably no. fucking not. <laughs> fucking not at all. But you can at least hope. In two weeks, they'll just abandon it all right. together. But in, yeah. Because <laughs> they got bad ratings one time because they went up against fucking a great Monday Night Football game, but they still blamed it on whoever was in the main event of, the, of their show. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. But get what I'm saying? There's <laughs> yeah. hope. There's you don't hope. have hope in Kane versus Seth Rollins. No. You don't have hope in a six-man tag of Randy Orton- uh, Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose versus the Wyatt family. You don't have hope in that stuff, but you have hope in the third or in the uh, Summer Ray Ziggler, all that fun shit. Positive, baby. And you got hope in the Spanish announce table because we're going to come back next week for episode 116. Let us know what you thought of the Jim Cornette and Mark Sterling interviews. Please, please, please share your thoughts. Please share your thoughts. But we'll be back next week, episode 116. But fear not, if you want more content, you can head over to HeelZiggler.com for Tweet Table Rest of the Best. Not dying. Not dying. <laughs> not dying. Over on HeelZiggler.com. But we'll see you next week. 116 Spanish Announce Table on SpanishAnnounceTable.net. And during the Cold War, CIA agents used a method of communication based on how their shoelaces were tied. TradingTopicsNetwork.com. Network.com.